It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Thank you. Good morning and welcome, everybody, to our big Friday show. And we do have a lot coming up. On today's show, we've got a true crime report. And uh, comedian Greg Wilson, known uh, not only for stand-up, but also for a lot of roles on television, in commercials. Uh, was he the one that was in that uh, after-school special? Yeah. About the record producer that was... Yeah, it was an early 90s uh, after-school special about a predatory... Uh, I guess it was like a music producer. He, he was in that, but... You see him more recently, like he was at a progressive commercial not too long ago, and he's on a lot of those cable shows where it's like, I remember the 80s or Best Week Ever or the dumb ones, you know, World's Dumbest. Greg is one of the guys that's in that a lot. So he's coming by a little bit later. Let's go Let's go ahead and start uh, going around the room sharing what we're talking about. And since I mentioned sports, Brandon, what's coming up in sports today? Now you got the Patriots getting a win last night and the Houston Astros getting the victory, moving on right. to take on the Yankees in the ALDS, or, uh, ALCS. I'm sorry. I guess it game. got a little dicey there for Astros fans who had high expectations. But, well, I mean, uh, it pushed them to game five, but you know. Garrett Cole, man, that dude was dominant last night. Cowboys are playing on Sunday against the Jets, so this should, uh, you know, hopefully they shouldn't have any problem with the Jets. If they do, well, we got then there's problems. For we the got problems, right? If they if they have uh, if they have trouble with the New York Jets, and Sam Darnold, Sam is Darnold will be, be back, back though. All right, uh, Joanna, how about entertainment news? What do you got cooking for us over on the entertainment side of things? The Hollywood Reporter says that, according to sources, Jared Leto was feeling alienated and upset at not getting to star in the new Joker. Margot Robbie will also be coming out in two movies as Harley Quinn that he's also not involved in either. Yeah, I think uh, Jared Leto's Joker is kind of being made the scapegoat for everything that's been wrong with the DC Universe mm-hmm. when he is not everything that's been wrong with the DC Universe. It, it makes me want to defend Jared Leto's version of the Joker, and like, which I thought was... We didn't see it enough to really dislike right. it from, or like it. From what I saw, it could have been very interesting. He was mm-hmm. barely in the one movie he was in. And they cut most of his scenes. That's correct. Now... This new Joker that's coming out just would not have worked for the Jared Leto Joker. I yeah. mean, this is a new Joker. And I'm I'm hoping that more people go see it because I really, I really want to talk about like the Joker movie so on a thing, deep level. Remember one thing that they've said and that you've said is that you aren't even really sure that Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. He could have just been the inspiration. What if DC is smart enough to realize, hey, we got a couple of good things here. Let's make it so that. Joaquin Phoenix is the inspiration that sparks Jared Leto's Joker. Nah, he's too good of a scapegoat right now. <laughs> I feel like we shall continue blaming him. See, it seems like Jared Leto himself would be in the loop by now if that's where they were going with this. You know, he would he would know about it. Poor guy. But I do feel bad for him because I, re- I really don't think we did see enough of him. But I've seen a lot of people talking about uh, the Joaquin Phoenix Joker kind of rebooting 
the DC universe or being incorporated into the Superman, Batman, and Aquaman. And it's like, I, I can only assume people who didn't see the Joker are saying that because there is no way that that happens. There's no way they take this character played by Joaquin Phoenix and put him in an Aquaman movie, for instance, or a Batman movie. It's just not, it's not that. That's not what it is. See, the way they wanted to go with Suicide Squad and make it dark, do you think, what if DC just went dark? And That's what they've been trying to do. But instead of, like, well, the Suicide Squad movie, they saw everyone laughing and went and reshot a bunch of things. But what if they would have left it the way it was supposed to be? Do you think I think it would have been a different kind of terrible. I mean, it, <laughs> what, what we got on the screen was terrible. I just think it would have been a different, a different variety of terrible. Yeah. If they left it the way it was. I mean, that's kind of what we're rolling with right now. Okay. So. How about news, Lisa? What are you working on? Can you believe the temperature drop that happened in Denver yesterday? I'm having trouble believing the temperature drop that happened in El Paso. <laughs> <laughs> 64 degrees difference in Colorado in Denver yesterday. Largest temperature drop the state has ever seen for October. What do you mean, like from afternoon to night? Yeah. No, no, no. During the day, it was... Uh, 79 degrees at 2 p.m. on Wednesday. By 2 p.m. on Thursday, 24 degrees in the city. Wow. Snow, wind, the first freeze of the season. Colorado Department of Transportation said it saw multiple vehicle crashes as the weather conditions are continuing to deteriorate in the area. Denver was two degrees away from breaking the all-time temperature drop record of 66 degrees. occurred back in 1872. Well, they may have some cold winter weather in Colorado, but one thing Colorado has is integrity. So, integrity. Mm-hmm. They can stay warm because of integrity. I mean, well, who cares? I'm the president, so. And now it's time for random facts. All right. Uh, we call these three random facts because there's three of them. And there's not a central theme or anything. And I do uh, double check them, try and get at least two independent sources. Uh, so, you know, they're facts to the best of our ability. All right, here goes. Random fact number one. There was an official U.S. presidential yacht until Jimmy Carter got rid of it in 1977. Mm-hmm. Did you know there was a, Did a president into a yacht? house for the homeless? Oh, yeah, I don't like know something he would do, man. I don't know what became of the yacht itself, but I guess he got in they there. They could sell it for a lot of money, probably. Um, and it'll be coming back in twenty nineteen. <laughs> Random fact number two: the phrase. Pardon my French. No, not that phrase. Say pardon me. The phrase "blowing smoke up your ass" comes from the late 1700s, where when doctors in London would give tobacco enemas to oh. drowning victims to resuscitate them. Oh, did that work? Could you imagine if that was like on Baywatch? We're like, hold on, this man's drowning. Who's got a cigarette? <laughs> there are actual illustrations in print and also woodcut from the 1700s that show this being done. 
Sometimes it's done with what's called a bellows, you know. I was gonna say like that little accordion. Yeah, thing. that's a bellows. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it's done through a tube. That the oh my god! Ma- so oh. it was not uncommon for people to fall in the River Thames. Okay. And when these people would be pulled out, they would. Uh, many of them would have swallowed a lot of water, and it was thought you couldn't do anything for them. At some point, they started blowing, giving them. Uh, enemas made out of tobacco. <laughs> this was a time when tobacco was still thought to be like a kind of a cure-all. And it, your question to would it work? It must have done something, right, for them to keep doing it. I think so maybe it might have shocked people enough in that they, they coughed up water. And, do you want to know the you know, two reasons they did it? Uh, uh. Demons, I'm guessing, is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, of course, to stimulate uh, respiration, but also it was thought to warm the drowned person. Yeah. To warm up their body. And then from there, they used it for headaches, respiratory failure, colds, hernias, cramps. So they were blowing smoke up people's behinds for all kinds of reasons. (laughs) See, I'd always heard that phrase, but until I read this explanation... I didn't realize what a weird phrase it was. Hey, I'm not just blowing smoke up here. What? (laughs) All right, final uh, random fact of the day. Uh, A hit song for the 60s called Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Is everybody familiar with it? Yes. -hmm. Brown Eyed Girl. That's it? Do you remember when we used to sing? Sha la 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 that's it. Sleeping okay. with the Enemy, that's a good song. Brown-Eyed Girl by Van Morrison was originally called Brown-Skinned Girl, and oh. it was supposed to be about an inter- interracial relationship, but he had to change it because the song was about interracial romance. Mm-hmm. It was considered too controversial for the 1960s. Ooh. It doesn't say in this how... Uh, like if Van Morrison wrote the song or like if he fought it or if he went along with it pretty easily but I remember there's also a song that was I think it was from the 60s called Brother Louie that was all about an interracial romance so but just try and imagine this really well known oldie song Brown Eyed Girl if they'd let Van Morrison sing it with the original lyrics now are uh, your random facts so now you know <laughs> <That's it. laughs> alright that's all. Goodbye. That's it. All right. And uh, that's the end. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right. I got a couple of stories that are going to come up, uh, like third or fourth story down. You're going to want to see the mug shot. So I'm I'm going to just give you the opportunity to head over to our Facebook page. I, I at, think we can put the camera on. You can tilt one up there, I think. The one that's right above you? Okay. Lisa, to your right. All right. So, but you got a couple of minutes. It, because trust me, when I when I get to these, there's a mugshot involved. You're gonna to want to see the mugshot. So go over to Facebook and look up Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook, and we'll have a shot at the screen coming up. But you got a couple of stories. This uh, could have been a, a, a Darwin Award winner. You know, people who kill themselves in the stupidest ways possible, but but the guy didn't die, so. Darwin. This is the modern equivalent of banging a broom on your ceiling because the people in the apartment above you are being too loud. Okay. The guy in Phoenix was angry on Sunday night because the people in the par- apartment above him were being too loud. He, first of all, banged on their door to tell them to quiet down. 
When that didn't answer, he went to plan B, and plan B was not getting a broom and banging on the ceiling. His plan B was grabbing his gun and shooting into the ceiling. But one of the bullets ricocheted down and hit him in the face. Oh. He was taken to the hospital in critical condition, but is expected to survive. Nobody else was injured. And charges against him are pending. Right, if the guy were to have died, would that have been at least in the, a, cover, in the running for a Darwin there, Award? Absolutely. <laughs> Some uh, luggage thieves got an unpleasant surprise in California this week. Somebody uh, or some thieves in California stole a duffel bag out of a car on Saturday. This happened in San Jose. What they didn't realize is that they were inside the duffel bag were four pythons and a rare lizard. And I'm uh, no, I'm not. No, my my biceps weren't in the bag. They were pythons like uh-huh. the snakes. <laughs> the bag belonged to a reptile breeder named Brian Gundy, and he had just given a talk at a library. I wonder if part of the talk was you should never keep live pythons in a duffel bag unattended in a car because that (laughs) just doesn't seem like, you know, much of an expert move. Uh, Mr. Gundy, the snake owner, says that the snakes and a lizard that were in the bag are worth about $5,000. But mostly he wants to get the bag because he's worried about them. So they 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 didn't get them back. He's afraid that the thieves opened the bag, saw the snakes... And they might have just abandoned them. That is a possibility, right? You open the thing, it's a bunch of snakes. See ya. He says, quote, not everybody knows how to take care of reptiles, said the guy who left his snakes in a duffel bag with a bunch of other snakes in a car. I have concern for them. The sad thing, too, it happened on my birthday. These are animals that I hatched. They are my babies. Well, maybe don't leave your babies in a duffel bag in a car. A police officer in Memphis was arrested after he assaulted a woman for eating a hot dog at a police cookout after he told her not to. There's there's more to the story, so I had to go in depth and look this one up. All right. Ralph Confer is the police officer, 47. He was at the Regional One Medical Center on September 20th. When a medical technician went to police to borrow some equipment for her unit, she was buzzed into the police holding area. Wait, wait. So they got a police holding area at the at the medical center? She was buzzed into the police holding. That must be a rough neighborhood where your hospital's got a holding area with cops having a cookout. She was buzzed into the police holding area of the hospital and saw that the officers were having a cookout. The medical technician asked if she could have a hot dog, and Confort told her no. So she left, according to an affidavit. She was buzzed back in to the police holding area and asked a different employee if she could have a hot dog, and that employee told her, help yourself. After fixing the hot dog, she was confronted by Confort, who slapped the hot dog out of her hand, <laughs> Whoa. according to the a- affidavit. Officer Confer 
asked the woman to go out the back door. She said she couldn't. The woman said Confer picked her up by the arms, causing her to head her head against cabinets in the break room, and she was then thrown to the ground. The officer placed his knee on her back and handcuffed her, according to the affidavit. She was then placed in the holding cell. Uh, the woman was ne- says she was never advised by Confer that she was under arrest, and he did not explain what, if any, charges were against her. The woman later went to get medical attention. Well, at least she was in hospital, right? <laughs> she it was found she far. suffered injuries to the top of her head, had bruises on both biceps. So this police officer ended up getting arrested over a damn hot dog. All right. You still got a minute before we get to the one with the mug shots. Uh, a guy in Florida was arrested. He's gone viral because of his mugshot. Mostly, it says, thanks to his abnormally large ears. Are you ready? <laughs> you know what he kind of looks like? One of the, one of, whatever the ogre-like creatures are in World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with the teeth that come up out of the bottom. Oh. This is Ricky Dealey. His mugshot quickly went viral after it was posted by the Marion County Sheriff's Department in Florida. 34-year-old was pulled over during a routine traffic stop. It was determined that he was driving on a suspended license. Here's a picture of the guy in regular life. I don't know. There's just something about that mugshot that really makes his ears look... I was going to say, regular life, he normally just has a gun just chilling on his lap or... <laughs> People take... Listen, hey, you don't have to be a criminal to have a picture of you on your social media with a gun. And it's got a bunch of other pictures of him, but that mugshot... And he's got a hair... He's got, like, some kind of crazy cornrow short hair that emphasizes the size of his ears. cornrows? Yeah, it looks like some kind of weird Florida cornrow (laughs) situation going on. That, that if anything, Joanna, it accentuates this guy's freakish ears, right? It does not draw the eye away from them. Right. (laughs) I I would consider if my ears were that noticeable... Like growing my hair at least long enough to cover the ears, or getting pinned back or something. I, there's got to be a surgery, so I'll, I'll leave this up here just for a second <laughs> for people to see. <laughs> but then I'm going to have to move to this other story because a woman in Arkansas was arrested on drug charges. <laughs> she told cops that she did have meth in her system, but the reason was her brother had made her a meth sandwich. <laughs> Without her knowledge. Oh, my God. We got mug shots for this one, too. Are you ready? Ah, uh, yeah. All right. This is the woman. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Mm, nice Elizabeth hair. Marie Catlett, 29, was taken into custody shortly after 6.30 a.m., charged with possession of meth. Uh, she says that the, she had, the reason she had meth in her system was because her brother had made a meth sandwich for her. The brother was also arrested, and here's oh. his mugshot. Oof, wow, there you go. 
I can tell you that is methed up. Faces of meth. <laughs> uh, there's more going on than that. That some of that is like like uh, congenital defects of some kind. He looks like a Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got one big eye and one little eye. Yeah, and everything's a little bit off. As, as I'm looking in a little further, this may not be her brother. This might have been just a guy that was a passenger in her car. So she was driving around town with this fella. Let me see. Uh, they were uh, arrested after they were pulled over and somehow the police became suspicious. Uh, they found a uh, zippered bag containing a glass pipe, a bag with meth and Q-tips. Okay, so this guy's name is Don Russell Fur, 33. And uh, he gave a statement that he said he last used meth around 11 p.m. on Saturday with Catlett, the woman who was arrested, before they went to the hospital to see Catlett's brother. He reportedly admitted there was a bag in the glove box with another pipe and what he referred to as a meth shake. Wow. Officers noticed that quite the uh, chef. Like, did he line the top of the glass like a margarita, like with this like sprinkle meth around it? Sadly, it gives no more details on what the meth shake was. Officers noted that Ms. Catlett had track marks on her left arm consistent with IV usage and damage uh-huh. to her teeth consistent with frequent narcotics usage. They didn't comment on these Picasso eyes that the, her male passenger has going on but okay uh, got a story here about a guy in New Jersey who uh, started contacting local farmers he was asking for their permission to have intercourse with their farm animals 31-year-old Richard Decker from Vernon, New Jersey. The incident goes back to August of last year, but it's just coming up. Uh, He started contacting local farmers. Yes, they do have farms in New Jersey. Hmm. They have farms within the city limits of New York City, you know, like out on Staten Island and stuff, but this was in New Jersey. Started contacting local farmers with a uh, straightforward request. He wanted permission for him to have sex with their cows and horses. All the farmers turned him down, I'm happy to report. But some of the farmers said that he returned and kept asking their permission for months. The pol- they never went to the police, or if any of them went to the police, the police said they couldn't do anything because no mm-hmm. crime had been committed. So uh, Mr. Decker, Richard, was uh, eventually arrested because he had gotten revenge on the farmers by putting homemade metal spikes in their driveways <gasps> to pop the tires on their vehicles. It took a while. Police finally made the connection between uh, Richard Decker's request and the pop tires, and he was arrested last week. So... It was two years ago that he first started asking the farmers if he could have sex with their farm animals. At some indeterminate point, he started popping their tires. He was just arrested last week. He's facing 22 charges, including attempt uh, to initiate uh, attempt to initiate sexual conduct with an animal, Ugh. 
threatening possession of a destructive device, and harassment. Wow. And uh, one final story. There's a guy running for sheriff in South Carolina, and in his first campaign ad, he... Well, you tell me what you think of this. He decided to just get out ahead of some stuff that would probably have come out about him anyway. The police officer's name is Craig Stivender. He just launched his campaign for sheriff with a video where he admits that he did uh, a lot of things that he's not proud of, including wearing blackface to a Halloween costume many years ago. Many years ago, Joanna, all the way back. In 2008. Wow. 2008? Yeah, that's right. So here's, uh, he wants to be sheriff. I guess he figures, you know, better to just get it out there and they hear it from me. They're going to, they might hear it from somebody else. I'm not perfect and I wish I can change a thing or two. As a 16 year old, I received a ticket for not having my driver's license in my possession. I've been married, divorced, and remarried. I've lost my temper and been reprimanded at work. I've been in fender benders that were my fault. And about 10 years ago, as a young police officer, I attended a law enforcement Halloween party dressed as ruthless drug kingpin, Big Meech Flannery. Today, we understand that type of costume is troubling to many. Huh. I wonder if people just knew that Big Mech Flannery or whatever his name was, the costume was blackface. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this guy was a notorious drug uh, drug kingpin, and people knew who he was. But now we'll see if it works for Craig Stivender, who just decided, hey, I'm not going to wait until these pictures come out. I'm just going to come out right out and say it. I went in blackface, but it was a very, very different time in America. 2008. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> the iPhone 4 had just barely come out at that point, so. And 2008, I figured it would have been like, what, iPhone 1 or 2? Yeah, probably iPhone 1 or 2, but just saying, you know, this was a different time. I mean, sure, black and whites could sit in the same diner and we just elected a black president, but other than that, it was just such a different time back here in the past. <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Comedian Greg Wilson is going to be dropping by. Lisa's got news in about 20 or 30 minutes. And uh, we've got a list here of what people responded in a survey. They were asked what phone apps you couldn't live without. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what they said and then see if there's anything not on the list that you would add. Here's a telephone number if you want to call in. 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. But before I tell you what people mentioned as the the apps they could come on, couldn't live without. I mean, that's that's overstated He's a little a, bit. That's dramatic. <laughs> that's a little you're being a little dramatic. Uh, we did have some comments about uh, other topics that we uh, brought up left on the neckline. So the toll-free neckline is a separate number where you call up and leave us a message. That number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. This call has to do with the least popular Halloween candies. 
Lisa, do you remember what the least popular Halloween candy was? Is it this lump of orange no, that's over here? No, no that, it's not. It should be. Oh my gosh, did you hear it? Mm-hmm. It's not the circus peanuts, it was candy corn. Try to bite into it. No. I love candy corn. It's like crack. If there's a bag in front of me, I'm going to eat them all in one sitting. I love them, but I never buy them. <laughs> that's a real good point. I don't think I've ever bought candy corn. I know. It's just there. Yeah, right. It just shows up. And I'm like, hmm, candy corn. But she loves it. It's her crack. But she she doesn't buy it. That's interesting. I, she probably doesn't have to. People offer it. Like, hey, do you want this candy corn? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I bet you, yeah. You know, somebody's gotten candy corn. Maybe it came with some kind of variety Halloween package. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it just floats around. Yeah, I've like, gone and bought it Until somebody wants to do it. You've gone and bought candy corn? Yeah. The circus peanuts. Brandon bought those. Disgusting. Well, that's just because I, I the, saw them over the, there and I was like, hey, we were talking the about The Krabby this. Patty gummies. Brandon yeah, bought them. Man, Buzz brought in some that he got. Uh-huh. I'm going to I'm gonna bring these over to you, join it because these ones are like rock hard. Okay, Buzz so, thought, so the, the, the gummy bears that are shaped like, or they're gummy Krabby Patties, they sell them at FYE. FYE's got like a little snack section. I don't think they've sold any because I think I got some of the original ones. I decided, oh, I'm going to try, you know, Krabby Patty gummy. The one it tasted awful, and it was hard. And then Brandon went over and bought some from the dollar store, and they were good and gummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the one I got like three weeks ago. Oh yeah, the ones Brandon got yesterday were good. Hey, listen to this. You ready? Oh, that's not... That's a part of the gummy. That's not a gummy anymore. You know, FYE's got these kind of weird food items. Yeah. Like, like roasted crickets, or they got Those Japanese candies sticks. you never heard of. Yeah, the little mm-hmm. weird... The, the, uh, the pokey, like pokey? pokey sticks. Uh-huh. Well, they had this, and I guess maybe they don't sell a lot, but they also don't take them off the shelves, so I think I just got a hold of the wor- world's oldest yeah. uh, Krabby Patty gummy. <laughs> taste them. It's Once got a I weird, got a it's really got a weird chemical taste to them. I like, once got a really old Reptar bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know what? That happened with my New Day chocolate bar. I had it like on display in my room, and then finally one day I was cleaning, I moved it, and it just crumbled. All right, to set up this call. That hurt my tooth. Yeah. Are you eating it? <laughs> no, not anymore. Like, I bit down on one, and it that hurt my, mm. my tooth. The, uh, I think nephew, I think it's nephew or, or son of Sherwood Swartz who created... Gilligan's Island says that he would like to to do a big movie version of Gilligan's Island, yes. and he thought that it would be great to have Kevin Hart as Gilligan. Yep. And they mentioned, I think Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges. was the name that came up for for the skipper. Yes. Come on, if it's Kevin Hart, you got to make The Rock the skipper. Yeah. How great would that be? That'd, That'd be, be so cute together. Uh, so that's what this call's about. You know, you guys are talking about the cast of Gilligan's Island and who should play Marianne. They should get Mia Khalifa, hands down. Thanks, guys. It's not a porn, <laughs> Well, it's good she doesn't do porn anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's True. right. She's going to come over here and beat us up for saying that. I wonder if they ever did a porn parody of Gilligan's Island. Oh, they I had to have. Oh, they yeah, did it. I wouldn't put it past. They did a, a gay porn parody, and it's called Gilligan's Guyland. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to look for it. Not making it up. <laughs> but it's like, I stumbled upon that no, accident. it's not story. true. Sure. I believe you. 
All right. So uh, they asked people, what apps could you not live without? That's uh, that's a little dramatic, but the average American has 20 apps installed on their phone. And the top five that we can't live without, number one, Facebook. 21% said they couldn't live without. Yeah, you know, could yeah. live without Facebook. Come yeah. on. Number two said Instagram. Number three said... Number three, 8% said Gmail. I feel like that should be higher. Number four was YouTube. Yeah. Number five was Snapchat. Number six was Facebook Messenger. Seven, Twitter. Eight, Google Maps. Listen, Google Maps, more than any of those (laughs) other ones we've mentioned so far, could really help you out. You know what I mean? Uh Those other things, are you you use them when you're bored or you don't have anything to do. Google Maps could, you could really, that could come in handy, right? Well, I would say Gmail. It could drive you into a river if you're not careful too, but. Gmail, I would say, because a lot, if if you work a lot and you need to be connected to your work, Gmail could be beneficial in that way. Well, I've got a mail. I just don't know if it's Gmail, but it's, I can check my mail. No, you have Outlook. Okay, then Outlook is. That's what you use is Outlook. I'm not going to go so far as to say I couldn't live without it, but I definitely use it. So I use, wait, you're telling me I use Outlook? Mm Mm-hmm. Because our email is Outlook and you have it set up as your your primary mailbox. Uh, Behind Google Maps is Google and number 10 is Amazon. So open your open your app. Is there anything else that you really get a lot of use out of? I, I'll tell you this lately. Just lately, the alarm, I count on it on my phone because I got... All right. Does that count as an app, though? I that's got, like an in-phone thing. I think that doesn't app, count as an app? Yeah, app oh. has to be something you download. Yeah. Well, the reason I've been using it so much is because I bought a pretty nice high-end alarm clock that supposedly... You can't figure out how to operate? I can't set the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> The reason I got it was because the 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 number function is supposed to have a light that doesn't it disrupt your sleep as much. Okay. Also, you're supposed to be able to lay your smartphone on top of it. It just charges by laying on top of it. Okay, fancy. I haven't got it to do that yet. <laughs> I can't get it off military time. <laughs> and I can't get the alarm to go off. Buzz is going to start <laughs> telling us, like we're going to meet today at 0100. At my house. 1200, 1300. Yeah. Wait, what? So I can't get it to do any of the things that a, a, a radio clock could do, but I'm not giving up because it was like 140 bucks, which is to me is a big investment in a And you haven't bar. gotten like Nico to go set it up for <sighs> you? <laughs> Look at the seat of your face. I haven't broken down and read the instructions yet. Oh my oh, God, Buzz, out loud, read dude. the instructions. I'll do that as a last resort. I feel like something... <laughs> you're gonna break it. I like how that's the... Technology should be interactive. It should be intuitive enough at this point. I thought yeah. you were gonna you're say entertaining. intuitive. Well, look, for us. I managed to set the time. <laughs> Good for you. I managed to set the time that I want the alarm to go off, but I haven't managed... So he's progress. progress I haven't managed... To get your phone to charge on it? Well, that, but also to get the alarm to actually work. I mean, I, I got the time when it should go off. It just won't. And also, I can't figure out how to listen to the radio, which is also a radio. So, um, What do you add? What do you add? Anybody got something you add on your list of... Uh, 
lately Google Translate is pretty cool. You can, <laughs> if you've got uh, like a relative or maybe a girlfriend <laughs> that doesn't speak the same language you do, you go in Google Translate, you speak into it, then you hit the button, and then it's coming out in Spanish. Uh-huh. Believe me, there can still be a lot of misunderstandings even with this app. <laughs> but for me lately, it's become very important. I got to tell you, the uh, the KLAQ app, that's yeah. a big one. The Rock 108 app, that's another big one. Mm-hmm. And uh, 96.5 The Rocks app are all ones that Like what have. kind of things nice. do you do with those? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, online shopping. You know yeah. that, that amazing post you did the other day on the Joker and the spoiler-free review yeah. you did? Yeah, you can check People those can, out on that. What were those apps called again? I'm going to have to check those out. My God. It's the radio stations, oh. really, man. This is I'm, I'm trying to, to lead you s- into plugging the Way to make the it app. sad. But you did make it sad. <laughs> yeah, you made it really sad. What, because what do you do with them? Oh, you can listen to the show, right? Yeah. Okay, there you go. You can pay attention to the show, but you're not even doing that, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know. <laughs> All right, what do you got on your phone? I. The number one thing on mine is Instagram, then Pinterest, and then Gmail. I would figure you would have a lot of WhatsApp. I think that's a really important one. Because Who, me? Of my Mexican family. Yeah. I don't know what, what is WhatsApp. So WhatsApp is, it's an app that you can install on your phone that allows you to use your data and uh, instead of minutes and stuff to yeah. contact uh, other people and also when you're out of the country. So oh, all what, my family in Mexico uses that, but we call each other through Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Yeah, so, for instance, when you go out of town or you're out of the country, uh, you can use WhatsApp to contact and talk to friends back home. Is that just, how you're going to contact me? Yes, it is. Ecuador? Yes. Oh, yeah, let me add Wait, you have WhatsApp. I gotten, is, it, is there a thing where I got a call and it says it's from WhatsApp and it's on my Facebook page? Is no, that that's possible? a call from Facebook Messenger, okay. which is really creepy. Yeah. Because it goes straight to your phone. That happened the other day. Someone I didn't know called me off of Facebook. All right. Like, well, what? here's the phone number. Toll free 844-305-6210. What is an app? I just think it's a little over the top to say you couldn't live without it. But what's an app that you use a lot? I don't uh, know if I couldn't live without it, but one of the ones I use all the time is Bleacher Report. It's where I get... Um, Pretty much all my my sports. Here are my big ones. Uh, there's an on there's a guitar tuner, uh, and I I'll use it you know once a month maybe, but it really comes in handy if there's a guitar that's a little out of tune. Uh, I'll use that app every now and then. I do my crosswords, the New York Times crossword. I got an app for that. Uh, I use Fandango. You know, if I'm worried that a movie's going to be sold out and I want to get the tickets early, I'll use that. I'm not happy about it, but I'll use it nonetheless. Oh, Tile. I use Tile quite a bit. Oh, you know yeah, that's tile a good is? one for you. Yeah, I do. You know what it is, Brandon? No. A Tile is a product that you attach oh, to so something you, you might find, lose. Yeah, yeah, so you can find... Um, like you attach it to something like your, your keys, keys or your right. wallet and then you can you can track it down. I got one attached to the remote control for the TV. Oh my God. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Have you been but, able to find it? it oh, always. I, like I'll I'll tie and then it makes a chirping noise that tells you where the thing is and it has uh it has paid for itself many times over. I got uh one in my wallet, I got it on my phone, I got every set of car keys. So you put a tile Mm-hmm. On these things, and then if you can't find it, you go in there, and it'll make a sound if it's within range. If it's out of range, which is about a half a block, it tells you the last time that it was in range. 
So one time, uh, my wallet had fallen out of my pocket during a movie at the theaters, and it showed me like the general vicinity where it was like, I don't it, look. The tiles cost I don't know fifteen or twenty bucks. You sync them up to your phone, and you're a lot less likely to lose stuff. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, Lisa, let's hang on. We're going to probably push the news back just a little bit. I got a lot of catching up to do. Sure. With my buddy, with my buddy, Greg. Your buddy? My buddy. It's a bro and a buddy. Oh, there it is. A buddy. That's your buddy. Hey, Greg, how are you? Hey, buddy. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Buzzy. I see Greg just mm-hmm. in the most unexpected places. Like, yeah. I saw him in a commercial with Flo from Progressive. Yeah, I did that. That uh, was good. He was on Safari. It was pretty intense. I had seen... That was a good one. I'd seen you on... Just randomly on Hawaii Five O at one yeah, time. Yeah, I did Hawaii Five O. I've done Modern Family. I yeah, did. Uh, Family. I just shot an episode of Narcos Mexico. So when that season comes out, you'll see oh. that. Yeah. I thought they just did Marcos Narcos Mexico with not El Chapo, but uh, the other one. Yeah, the other one. No, no. <laughs> okay, so the first one was. <laughs> I don't know. I play a DEA agent from El Paso. Oh yeah. Yeah. So did you have to go to the? I went to Mexico City to shoot it. Yeah. Oh. It was pretty wild. Which was, I think Narcos that was the was show the, where the scout, the uh, set scouter ended up getting killed in gun violence. Oh, crap. They went real intense. Ooh. Wait. Listen, when you're over there, I don't know. I was like, I was like, stay in the van. It was like, in, <laughs> it was like, it's like an apocalypse now when they're like, stay in the boat, man. Stay in the boat. Okay. That was me. I was like, just stay in the van, Greg. You're better in the van. This is where you belong. Well, that's a big uh, show. Yeah. That was a big show. Netflix. Yeah. Narcos location manager was shot and killed in Mexico. This looks is back like, in 2017. Looks like you found a really good location. <laughs> okay, so the first season Real authentic. was super authentic. The first season was all Poor about God. the drugs coming up in the 80s to Florida. Right, right. And then, right. and I watched that season. Yeah. And I, I liked it. I just didn't get around to watch it. The second season was, I thought, in Mexico with not the guy before El Chapo. Did anybody watch season two of Was Narcos? it Pablo Escobar? Yeah, it was yeah Pablo that's Escobar. right. That's right. So, Pablo Escobar. So this next sure. season is also going to be in Mexico. Yeah. Do you know? This one's like, going to be. This is going to be transitioning towards the El Chapo story. Toward the El Chapo. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And, and then, you play a, a DEA agent, right? Okay. Yeah, but I'm just. Uh, I, I'm actually in the uh, last episode of this season. Is this the fourth season or the? I don't. I, don't I think it's the third. <laughs> I, I don't recall. I, well, no, because it says uh, what well, they just hire me and I show up. Because this, really... this article says he was scouting for the fourth season, which revolves around Mexico's Juarez cartel. Right. So that's why I thought if he's in it, it's the fourth season. Then yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Carlos Munoz Portal was found murdered inside of his vehicle. He was scouting by himself at the time of his murder in the Temescalapa uh, municipality. I, I'm, well, you really know how to make my credit sound great. Uh, <laughs> really? You really bring my career to life. You're like, it's, it was Let's real. not talk about that part of it. Uh, my experience was great. Uh, Everybody was, was really nice. nice. Exactly. Craft the services. Craft services were very decent. Whatever, people uh, now are like, I'm going to watch this. I want to see where this place was. But it was, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, listen, you're down there and you're shooting in all these various places. But the, for me, it was just, my scene uh, is actually at the end, it's connecting it to the next season, Ooh. season five. What we're setting up is the big NAFTA thing. When they open that up, and that's what causes the massive drug trade to start coming through through El Paso. So this is going to be like early 90s. Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. So, All right. we're in the early '90s clothes, and is that know, why so. you have the mustache? Uh, no, I, the, listen, the stash See, makes. I always cash. wonder. I always wonder whenever you come in if you got a mustache. It's like, 
is he doing that voluntarily or is it for a part? <laughs> Listen, it's both. Okay, <laughs> I grew the mustache just as part of Movember. I think two years ago, it was just a goof, and then um, and then I just started booking all these jobs because of it. Like I just started getting, and every job, like the progressive commercial and all these other television appearances, they all, you know, the one note they would all come back is like, "Listen, we love Greg. He's the job. Just do us a favor. Tell him not to shave that mustache." Oh, they want the mustache. They want the mustache. The stash makes cash. What do you want yeah. me to do? <laughs> By the way, I love Nico's what you're trying. Are you okay, Nico's trying to grow his first mustache. This he is the most tragic dude I know. He's going bald on top. Yes, I'm not. That's not an insult. It's a fact. He's going bald on top. He talks about it, yeah. but how quickly and yet he, he can't grow a mustache. So he's going bald, and he's still a baby at the same time. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> What did I do? What did I do? Nothing, but it's true. Uh, it's no, like, I mean, he's not asking be, you. He's, he's asking the universe. Yeah. Oh. What did I do to what? deserve this? Um, I'm actually starting No Shave November early. I need a jump start. Yeah. You need you need like a decade jump start. <laughs> But you know what? Here's the thing. Just like there are women out there that like the hairless cat and the hairless dog. <laughs> now, I'm just saying. There's someone that's that's looking for someone hairless. She probably just broke up with a Persian guy. Ladies, I'm hypoallergenic <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, she's probably just broke up with a Persian guy. He's like, listen, I just want him to be nice and hairless. That's all I want. And then you walk in the room and guess who's the stud, bro? It's you. Wow. You gotta. You just gotta put stuff Look, in context. Should be my wingman. By the way, the Buzz, time. what are you wearing? <laughs> Did you just come back from Burning Man? What is this? <laughs> like the velvet with the leopard and the plaid. Like, don't get me wrong. Leopard and plaid are both very in this season. However, you, you look yeah. like you look like a lumberjack at a rave. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, This is 2019. Lumberjacks, what? I'm sure, go what? to raves all the time. And where did you even find this? You look like a retired porn star. Okay, this so, this so, is wild. Did you get it from Ron Jeremy? Was it a yeah, present? That's, like, that's exactly what Ron no, Jeremy would wear. No, wrong. Ron does not put that much effort into anything. You're, you're right about that, especially not showering. So <laughs> the this same is, gray sweatpants. Oh, uh, he wears shirt. no. He wears like tunics, like yeah. <laughs> like long, flowy man dresses. The last time he <laughs> was he's the nicest guy in the world. I just want to say he is the nicest guy in the but world. He but he does not give a f n- not about his, anything. Yes, zero f's to give. Like That's he showed exactly up right. at an appearance and his foot. He was wearing shorts. Uh, you know, not like casual shorts, like just gym shorts and God, what was he wearing? Like well, just a t-shirt and his shoes were the kind of like flip flops, but not ones you would wear in the shower because you don't want to get athlete's foot in a public shower. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. And that was his, his Basically thing. like the paper ones they give you when you get your toes done at the nail salon. <laughs> he just kept them and kept wearing them. The guy, you know, but I think that has something to do with sleeping with like four million women. Something about that is just like, I'm good, guys. I didn't got to dress up. It's called BDE. Right, Joanna? Yes. What, what is this? What's yeah. BD? Big meh, meh, energy. Oh, big D. Energy. Oh, big D energy. Big yeah, D yeah, energy. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, what yeah. that's all about. Yeah. I just feel like plaid and jungle prints are in right now. <laughs> I bring BDE, but that's mostly because I'm a bad person. Like, I'm more of just a, a D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in general. <laughs> 
I'm just a D to people in general, so I bring that BD. Let's get back to this facial hair. Nico, You're are you trying to grow a, a beard? What a cruel man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's got a beard, but there are matching spots. No, I don't spots. care either, like Ron Jeremy. There are matching your... spots on either side of the jowls yeah, where it where doesn't it grow, doesn't grow yeah. at all. Like, just nothing is there, like a b- newborn and baby. And the behind. other thing is, you're Armenian who are traditionally hairy, hairy thick, well, densely hairy people. Right. You haven't seen all of them. Khloe Kardashian probably has more hair on her back than you have on your entire head. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to go get her chin clippings <laughs> and just paste them to your face and onto your head. And then you'll be fine. Uh, locks for love, man. I'll yeah. Uh, yeah. How's the rest of your body, though? Are you otherwise? Are you hairy, or otherwise are you generally hairless? No, I'm like a hairless cat, like like you said, uh, dude. Ladies, listen. If you're looking for a guy who's going to leave no trace, yep, no, no allergies in the shower, no in the evidence. Bed, you're never, you're never going to go <laughs> with uh, with good old Nico. <laughs> You know, that's that's going to be a clean look draw, at it, ladies. That's going to be a, like, like like sipping on a straw. When I look Smooth. at it from that perspective, because I was saying, you know, he's going oh bold. <laughs> Just <laughs> Nico. Like a noodle. It's all. It's all. And nope. There you go. I'm looking at it from a different perspective. I was mm-hmm. saying, look, he's going bald, and yet he he's not like he's so. <laughs> He's going bald, but he's not mature enough to grow facial hair. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, he's like mature enough, he doesn't have the genetic coding. To right, it. it's not a the, matter I, of maturity. If he puberty. got a real job and a degree, he wouldn't grow facial hair because of it. I could tell you a story about this guy and how much he could accomplish in the world if he only put his mind to it the way he does, like smoking weed. <laughs> it's just incredible. Welcome. Well, I mean, welcome you might as well. Tell, like, why would you just start a story like that? Yeah. Well, what's the story? Nico well, says he's okay, like. I, I sound pretty intelligent in this story so far so let's hear it yeah <laughs> oh really he does i told him if you put that effort into making something out of your life you'd Did be you a make millionaire a pipe to smoke out of oh or my something? god out of a random stick that he found in my yard out just a stick. Was it hollow? No, it, it was like, wasn't to begin with. I think no. that just means he can be a carpenter. Yeah. Well, I have skills. I have skills. Yeah. He has a certain set of skills, yeah. and he's not afraid anyway, to use so them. I'm looking I'm at the your, Liam Neeson of smoking. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking at your hair situation a different way. Since you're going bald, and you also, it's just your hair is, your body is anti-hair. Like, your body yes. treats yes. hair yes. like hair. a you know, foreign you know organism. Do that happens? Let me explain, because, you know, I have a bald spot. And I did read, when I started, because I I used to have a glorious mane of Jon Snow hair. You might remember it. Mm-hmm. Well, but from this from this angle, you do. I still, that's the thing. I have what barbers call beachfront property, uh-huh. which is where you keep it in the front and you lose it. So I never really even know that I have, a, that I've lost any hair. But in the back, I have a bald spot. And I did a little research. Apparently what happens is your body creates too much testosterone and the excess testosterone attacks your hair follicles. So basically, he's too much of a man yeah. for his own scalp. Yep, I completely agree. If you're over 30 <laughs> with a full head of hair, you're a wuss. Yeah, I got a nice full head of hair. You're a wuss. You also I, like antiquing, so I do. Exactly. I'm You're also co- wearing rave gear. In <laughs> so. I also like dressing like an 80 year old uh, Jewish woman from Boca Raton. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that shirt's from the Miley Cyrus collection. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back uh, more with Greg Wilson on the way and uh, news headlines with Lisa Sanchez up in just a moment. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be talking about that. <laughs> smooth. Well, I kept hearing break. That was like a shot of wild turkey right there. All right, we'll get smooth. it together. We'll come back. We'll have news <laughs> right after this. 
It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, our good friend and uh, a guy who's been a lightning rod many times on our show. Like, Greg has gotten into it with people on our show before. What? You don't remember being in here and you just, like, somebody rubs you or you rub them the wrong way and it's just, like... Listen, I've erased a lot of memories, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> most of my childhood, uh, you know, most of, most of my adulthood. Uh, so that may or may, people tell me things I've done all the time. And I'm like, you don't remember and doing totally, it. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. What's I wish I'd been me? there. I was, it was me? Are you sure? Uh, let's get to some news headlines. Greg Wilson, uh, I hope, has time to stick around with us yeah, for a good portion so. of the morning. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I let's, love hanging out on your show, man. All right. <laughs> And let's get to our top headlines of the day. Good morning, Lisa. Well, good morning. An Iranian oil tanker was hit and damaged by two missiles today, and the tanker company says the missiles were possibly fired from Saudi soil. The Iranian government officials haven't pinned the attack on anyone at this point. All the tanker's crew members, though, thankfully are safe. Um, a volley of attacks on Iranian and Saudi oil tankers and production facilities in the region has increased tensions in recent months, with the U.S. standing by to see if and when it should get more involved. So This latest attack is causing oil prices to go up up again this morning. There was a drone attack on uh, a Saudi oil facility a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they pinned that on Iran, although Iran claimed they didn't do it. Yeah. But the Saudis believe they did it, and I guess our official, the White House position is they believe the Iranians did it. Uh, and now this, somebody was was shooting at one of these Iranian tanks, so. Here's the thing. Let me ask you, let me ask some buzz. Do you really think that like one tanker has to affect the price of gas across the country. No. But they use an excuse every time. Any little incident, I was like, oh, gas price, man, got to go up again. I'm like, wow, that's awfully, that effect happens like, real fast. How many tankers do you have? Like two? <laughs> totally. Like, I mean, <laughs> is that all we use as a nation is two tankers? And you lose one, up, oh, gas prices are up. And you never, it's always felt like such a scam to me. They use any incident to like, oh, pre- sorry, prices back up, guys. Yeah. It just seems like a lie. Yeah. It doesn't add up. The math doesn't work. You never hear a story that says, hey, there haven't been any accidents uh, at at well facilities or boats, uh, ship tankers. So guess what? Because of that... Your prices are down. Go down. Right. That never happens. I mean, but they do go down. They they, they fluctuate. fluctuate. Sure. But I mean, it doesn't seem like one incident can needs to fluctuate the price of gas across the country. The math don't work out to me. It seems like they just use that any excuse to be like, oh, you got a ten well, cents. Sorry, the, guys. The, the big oil spill in the in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna make. That's going to make prices skyrocket. But why, but, though? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, how is this such an immediate effect? We're not pumping oil into our gas tanks. Like, it seems there should be like some kind of a delayed effect. Yeah, they, they raise the price on the gas that's already been that's refined. Ar- totally, that's already, already exactly. Oil. Yeah, they're like this trucker got in a fender bender, so the the price of gas yeah. is sorry, up. guys, yeah. prices up. Yep, sorry, we lost the tanker. You know, it's like I don't know. It, the whole thing smacks of BS to me. That's how I feel. There's a new report coming out regarding the death of 17-year-old Laquan McDonald. He was fatally shot by police uh, by a police officer in Chicago in 2014. It's revealing what investigators are describing as an elaborate cover-up by 16 officers and supervisors following McDonald's death. The hundreds of investigative documents released accuse 11 officers, including the one who fired the shots, of making false statements to exaggerate the threat posed by the teen who was black. According to the documents, four others allegedly failed to ensure their 
their video or audio recording systems were working, and a former lieutenant who led the shooting investigation allegedly destroyed handwritten notes from witness interviews. Jason Van Dyke, the former police officer who killed McDonald, was convicted of second-degree murder in January. It was a fast-moving wildfire that skipped over two freeways and raced toward residential areas in northern Los Angeles, one of several blazes that are fueled by gusty winds in the region. The Saddle Ridge Fire, which started on Thursday, is now 4,600 acres by this morning, destroyed an undetermined number of homes, and has led to mandatory evacuations near Los Angeles' Porter Ranch neighborhood. That fire started about 9 p.m., jumped the 210 and 5 freeways. Some parts of the roads were closed in both directions as the orange embers were lighting up the skies. Also, another blaze, the Sandalwood Fire in Calamesa, about 70 miles east of L.A., destroyed at least 74 structures since that began in Thursday afternoon. That has burned 500 acres and is 10% contained. You also have in Moreno Valley, about 20 miles away, another fire burning at least 350 acres and was 10% contained as of Thursday evening. This fire went from 100 to 200 acres in 90 minutes before then doubling two hours later. Mandatory evacuations have been issued in the surrounding areas and the cause is still under investigation. Southern California Edison has cut power now to at least 24,000 customers to prevent wildfires being caused by high winds downing live power equipment. Well, that's working. They got sued. uh, PG&E did (laughs) because uh, some of their lines were knocked down in the high winds and they said well you caused the fires so i think yeah. this is pg and he's way of saying oh you want to blame us for the fires well guess what well, we'll the, just turn it and off and southern california that? edison goes oh us too then <laughs> right the but that's the thing and clearly it's working like a charm yeah because they still got fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly three fires went off so way to go but, i mean but to I, them they're like yeah but they weren't our fault so that we know right now one of the fires they did say was um where is it it was from a vehicle like a vehicle caught on fire on the freeway and then because of the winds the embers then ignited the fire and i do not see where it again not a problem uh, solved or created by cutting off people's electricity it's the strangest solution i've ever heard a lot of people are saying the sandalwood fire it says here that it was started when uh the load on a garbage truck caught on fire and then spread to the vegetation on the side of the road what a lot of people are saying is that pg and e would be doing a better thing if they would spend more money to fortify and make totally sure and monitor their lines and make yeah. sure that they're all secured and they're not but just swinging expensive. around out there. So I think PG&E would rather just... I don't, well, this I, is my question though. Don't they lose money if they turn off the power? Yeah, they do. But they're I think, losing funds? I think, I honestly, yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. Ostensibly, but no, probably not that much. Enough that I think they're making a point. You know, yeah, I think the sure. point is you want to blame us for something that we see is out of our control. Well, how about if we just shut it off so there's no, you know. Yeah. It does seem like an awfully strange Imagine you know, if somebody died in a in a in a fire and they didn't know to get out because their electricity was off in the TV, you know, they would have seen a TV report that said evacuate, they didn't, you know. And that'd be ironic. Yeah. Yes, it would. Be. It depends on your definition. Of it continues that 500,000 <laughs> 500, customers of PG&E, almost 1 million people are still without power right now. And they're saying that there will be more preventative uh, blackouts that could last into this evening. 
Temperatures in Colorado. Let's switch gears. Plunge. Totally. Uh, any good news? Hey. 64 degrees oh. in Colorado yesterday. This is the largest it temperature dropped. dropped. 64, oh, 64 in a day. It was 79 on Wednesday at 2 p.m. And by Thursday at 2 p.m., it was 24 degrees. I think El Paso beat that today. I, <laughs> I got to tell you, I came out this morning. It was a little nippy. I was like, okay, uh, one thing I didn't pack for El Paso, a jacket. <laughs> I got flip-flops. I got swim trunks. <laughs> I got light tees. You know what I didn't bring? I got sunblock. I brought sunblock. sunblock. I did not bring a light jacket. <laughs> Yes, this cold front moved in last night, bringing extremely gusty winds, snow, and the first freeze of the season to Colorado. Oh, it's uh, 49 outside right now. Uh, here? Outside, yeah, it's 49. But where's it supposed to be tomorrow morning? Because I thought it was supposed to be cold tomorrow, too. Well, it's going to get down to the 40s uh, for tomorrow morning. Yeah. But come on. If anybody would like to donate a blanket, You're I'll be at go. the El Paso comic strip. I'm uh, going to die of exposure. <laughs> I could use a light jacket. I'm not getting paid this week. I so. love, I love <laughs> people, got an extra jacket. I people use from a- Southern California, if it's above 80, oh my God, the heat. Oh, it's melting. If it's below <laughs> 70. Yes, absolutely. If it's below 70, ooh, how do you survive in this cold? They're so used to the weather being perfect, like, like, uh, absolutely. like air conditioning oh, absolutely, everywhere. Absolutely, 71 degrees. That's what we like. <laughs> 71, 71. 71 to 77. No shame over here. I love it. No, not at all. Listen, I do a routine when I'm in L.A. I have a joke where I'm like, it's that time of year where uh, Californians traditionally misuse the word freezing. (laughs) Freezing We do it. We do it all day. We're like, oh my God, have you been outside? It is freezing. It's like 58. It is. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember in high school when Uggs were super popular, all the girls had Uggs and it was about 69, 70 degrees Totally non-Ugg weather. Uh Yep. Absolutely. And Their feet are out. just sweating. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, it's cold outside. Yeah. So they they just want to they just want to wear you know be Uggs and Uggs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They should have made Uggs that look like Uggs but aren't really warm. <laughs> <laughs> Without the fur on the inside, moisture wicking like materially <laughs> on the inside. Non-Uggs. They could call them Nugs yeah. for people who live in really hot places that still want to wear Uggs. Nico goes and buys it. Goes. This is not the Nugs that I thought I was going to get. <laughs> All right, Greg Wilson's here with us. we got more news uh, on the way, so stick around. We'll come back get to uh, just a few more news stories on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, we're back. Comedian Greg Wilson is here this morning. We're going to try and finish up our news headlines with Lisa Sanchez. So, Lisa, what else is happening in the news today? Well, we found out who is winning the Nobel Peace Prize. They have announced... Trump. No. Okay. Oh, I can't believe that. The Ethiopian Prime Minister has won the 2019 Nobel Peace Prize. He was honored for his efforts to achieve peace and international cooperation after getting a peace deal um, for his country. Uh, after 20 years of a no peace, no war stalemate between his country and the Eritrean President. Eritrean. Eritrean. Thank you. I'm like, well, that's a tough word. Yeah. The prize is then given to the person or organization that has done the most or the best work for the fraternity between nations. And congratulations. There you go. All right. Let's talk about the fish. Eritrean. That, that's like a Scripps spelling bee finals word right there. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence? Probably not. Okay, an invasive fish species that can breathe air and survive on land has been found in Georgia for the first time. Officials are warning anyone who comes into contact with this species of fish 
kill it immediately. An angler caught the southern snakehead or the northern snakehead fish this month in a pond. And that's according to the Georgia Department of Natural Resources. Snakehead fish is considered a non-native invasive species. It means it affects native species by competing for food and habitat. It's illegal to to possess one in Georgia without a valid wild animal license. There was there was one of these was caught. It must have been somewhere other than Georgia. I feel like it was somewhere in the south, maybe Florida, a few years ago. Yeah. And that was in the news. It's like, look at this really freaky fish. They walk on land, Greg, Mm. using their little flippers. Yeah. (laughs) And they can breathe air for four days. They can live on land for four days. And see, So they could get from one body of water to another body of water. Right, And then- By walking. Yeah, by walking. Who says there's no positive <laughs> side effects to the Fukushima <laughs> radiation? I'm telling you, that's what all of this is. All these freaky animals that are coming no, out of the water. Apparently it's this, all radiation. Godzilla's on the way, people. No. They made it happen. It is coming. Uh, apparently, this fish has been a part of the... Radioactive uh, no, spill. No, long zone. before the radioactive. Wasn't it, the long first one the, from Asia? Isn't it an Asian thing? Yes, and it is a fish that. It, it, it's, <laughs> Isn't it an Asian thing? It, 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 it is. Where Fukushima yeah. was. It was in it was Japan. It's it so creepy though okay. because it's it has so these sharp radio- teeth. These sharp teeth, and they say that he can, that this fish can eat everything. So it eats other fish. It can eat reptiles. It can eat small mammals. But this isn't a new kind of fish that's only happened since Fukushima. This is a fish that that has existed, but now it can walk and has teeth. Well, no, it could walk before. Sure, it's just not in America because they weren't here. What what is this? What I don't know, dude. You re-angled the camera to shoot Buzz's forehead. No, so if he was going to play the video, they could see the fish. Oh, okay. We don't have, we can't zoom in, so it's not like you can see the fish. But (laughs) (laughs) can I tell you something? Uh, The most impressive thing about that was how little of an accent that guy had. Yeah. (laughs) That's Georgia. That's Georgia wildlife fishing game. I was expecting you guys to be like, you got it. You see this thing? You give it to what for right now? Hey, now. I was thinking the same thing. Right? Instead, he's very like. He's an educated man. He is. He's teeth. Oh, no. Let me back it up to the teeth here for a second. Yeah, that's the one that's got teeth. (laughs) You got teeth. You got to stay away from that one. Look at those little teeny. Oh, no. But they're razor sharp, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine if that bit your leg or something when you're swimming. Oh, I'm dying. Do most? I'm not fish swimming. Have in, I'm not swimming in them ponds, anyway. <laughs> most so fish do it. have tongues. Although the thing is, that thing could walk to your pool. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, sure. Yeah. Could. Yeah. Get a video of it walking. Uh, we saw one of those in an earlier video, but this is actually he's got that radioactive strength, <laughs> just like the Hulk. They're not. They're not mutated <laughs> fish. Are. No, That's they're exactly not. Exactly what they are. Why are you part of the cover up? <laughs> Be part of the solution, Buzz. You got to expose this right now. So this uh, was shot in Thailand, where the snakeheads are native species, not some kind of mutated. Spe- they're native species. Yeah, that's where they started. So okay, what's your point? So a guy caught him, but they're in Thailand. Uh huh. Where they're supposed to be. Look at him walking. Oh my god. Yes, sachet, sachet. <laughs> and I think oh, that I, my. I gotta say, sachet. the worst part is he doesn't sachet. look very tasty. 
No, that is a gross looking fish. Right? Like it'd be like uh-huh. like uh, like rubbery. Actually, and oily. Joanna, you know what the, that that fish reminds surprised. me of? The <laughs> little girl or from the BBC, the guy that was interviewed and his daughter busts in the room. <laughs> She's oh, just yeah, walking. She walks That's how she walks in. <laughs> All right, that was a ladies only joke. <laughs> Buzz and I are just looking at each other like, all right, we don't know. I see what you mean about my forehead. See, now. it's just all <laughs> forehead. She angled it, and now it's just all forehead. Well, dude, because there's no video to zoom in on your screen, so that's well, basically it. Okay. If you want to do what our, uh, what our Facebook chatters, uh, Monica says, when y'all were describing Buzz's outfit, I had to jump on here to see, was not disappointed. <laughs> Exactly. It was yeah. so worth it, wasn't it? All those people who got on just to see that fish, though. <laughs> Nobody got on to see the fish. Juan Carlos yes, says, they did. All about the outfit. Juan Carlos says, Buzz looks like a 75-year-old lady about to hit the slot. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a bucket of, of pennies. Uh, Orlando's quite the wag today. He says, plaid and leopard, the uniform of old cat ladies everywhere. Oh. Someone says, Joanna bald said is beautiful. There you go, Kevin Espinosa. I feel like he's also bald. All right, Aww. Peach Fuzz October. Let's uh, let's just get through the news. We got two more. We got two more stories. Come on. Yes, yes, we can do this. Okay, so consumer goods giant Procter and Gamble they're facing pressure from environmentalists to clean up their act. More than 150 groups are pushing the maker of Charmin toilet paper and Bounty paper towels to use recycled materials in their products. Neither of these products use recycled paper, and about a third of it is sourced from can a forest in Canada, where a lot of it is a virgin forest that rings the Arctic Circle. Mm. They say it's a critical spot for climate change. Uh, they said it's basically the Amazon of the North, re- replacing just half of PG&E's virgin pulp usage with recycled content would dwarf the company's current climate commitments. PG&E, though, offers a simple reason why they don't use recycled Wait, pulp. Wait, are we talking about Pacific Gas and Electric again? No, uh, Procter, Procter and Gamble. P&G. P&G. Oh, so you said P&G. She, she said P&G. P&G. I thought we were back to the uh, to the power company. <laughs> no, P&G. P&G I keep offer hearing a simple these reason. commercials about baby powder having asbestos in them, and they're trying to get what? people to sue uh, no, had, Procter and Gamble over. But apparently, it. talc I guess gives you talc cancer? powder. Yeah, yeah. So the talcum uh, component apparently creates so baby cancer. powder. Sounds like it's yeah. the mesothelioma of 2019. Because I hear so. <laughs> class action every lawyer on tv is trying if you've used baby powder right well a lot of women got cervical cancer because of it so and here they are just trying to keep it fresh for us dudes uh and i'll tell you something if they ever find out that baby wipes give you cancer i'm probably gonna go first uh those baby wipes are the greatest invention you're saying i'm all in on baby wipes no joanna and i I tagged joanna in a video the other day and it was like a four or five minute video on why the bidet hasn't taken off in America yet. And now we want a bidet. And now we want bidets. Right. If you ever travel abroad and use a bidet, you're like, why don't we have these? These are fantastic. Have you used a bidet I before? Used one That'll be the bidet. <laughs> 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 uh, I did something wrong. I, I don't know what I did. I unplugged my headphones momentarily. <laughs> You were so excited. Is that so about excited my little pun? Yes. Yeah. You know what? I, the absolute the, lowest form of humor. When and was it gets the me first time? <laughs> was the it was first? a good one, though. You really landed it. You there really stuck the landing. There was a bidet in the house that I live in now. Uh-huh. And I had to take it out. No. You took it out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, you could have given it to Joanna and I. We would probably put it in our studio. First of all, it came <laughs> when the house was... 
was bo- built born. Born? <laughs> when it was born. Born. So like and that must have been a tough <laughs> delivery. It a, lot was, of, a lot of sharp edges. All of the all of the fixtures were pink, and we got rid of that. It was, well, it yeah, was too heavy, so we yeah. got rid of that. And I, I don't know. Just looking at that thing that was a toilet that's right across from your toilet was weird to me. Well, I like the seats that have it built into the seat. Oh yeah, they have that's, those attachments yeah. you can get now. You can get those. And when I was in China, they had it built into the toilet seat. My friend Sheila, growing up, when we were delightful. I think the third grade, I went over to her house for the first time, and in her guest bathroom, she had a bidet, yeah. and I didn't know. I'm like, is that a small sink? Or and I would just kept looking at it. You just was a water fountain. And I turned it on. I'm like, what? What is it? What does it do? You know, even having had one, I am still not. And that was not, the start of her sexual awakening. It's still not. <laughs> it's still not crystal clear in my mind how what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to spray water. Is it like a drinking fountain for your butt? Oh, my gosh, no. It just shoots water on your bum. Okay, the video explained it very well. It says, if you were to step on poop. With your bare foot, you wouldn't just wipe it off. You would probably wash it off. And, and so that's, that's like what mine, I got. Baby, that's what baby wipes are. Really I feel like baby wipes are no. way superior than what I'm imagining a bidet does. No, 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 no. Because they even say that they're like, even if you like use how, moist, how, no, no, hold on. So they said even if you use moist you towels, you're <laughs> smearing. You're just smearing oh, it. And that's the thing with a bidet, it washes it. How how much pressure is the stream from the bidet? It's a light stream. It's not a heavy. It isn't like. What do you want a power washer for your? It isn't like when you bend over in the shower. Okay, it isn't quite that. <laughs> well, Joanna was using the example if you ste- stepped in dog let's, poop. Let's I wouldn't like let it get a light. I'd get, I'd put my finger over part of the hose and so make I'm it guessing, go hard. So I'm guessing in the shower, you do a full <laughs> bend over, grab your ankles situation. I make sure that I'm f- right. fully, yeah. Yeah, fresh. yeah, you get in there <laughs> real good. Do this. We what do, do you do? Do you trickle you down or hold do you on, do a spread? Hold on, really, we'll come back to this. <laughs> Clearly, this needs to be discussed. It, it needs more. to be discussed. We gotta get into this. I'm very we will. into this. We will. But finish okay. this story. What's going on with the White House now? Okay, uh, leaving the White House on Thursday, President Donald Trump was asked about Turkey launching a military offensive against the Kurds in northern Syria. The president said that he hopes to quote media, uh, mediate this and defuse tensions. The president also invoked America's relationship with the Kurdish fighters who helped in the battle against stop it against ISIS in Syria. I'm listening to your news, but I'm just showing the people what they want. I'm showing my outfit <laughs> on Facebook. Anything else? Are we taking a break? Or do you yeah, we got to take a break. I was okay. just going to mention that... Uh, <laughs> you like Biden in a debate. Anything else? Uh, are we done? Are we out yeah. of time? I, uh, I think my time is over. Yeah. No, Mr. Biden, it. you still have 30 seconds. Oh, well. <laughs> oh uh, uh, We are at the red line from what I see. So, yeah. And that's well, the end. Also, uh, <laughs> two guys that Rudy Giuliani met with were arrested trying to leave the country right after meeting with Rudy Giuliani. And Lev it and turns Igor. out... Yeah, Lev and Igor were That's trying to name. set up a shell company to give donations that would not be allowed under the law to the Donald Trump 2020 oh, campaign. There we go. They were arrested shortly after meeting with Rudy Giuliani. I hate to say this because at one time I considered Rudy Giuliani a hero. Yeah. I think Rudy may go to jail. Listen, he's taken a lot of goodwill and kind of flushed it. To what Trump said, I don't know them. Mm -mm. Yeah, right. It's not going to be long before Trump says that he's never met Rudy Giuliani before. (laughs) But I I feel like if Rudy in 2002 or three had retired, he would go down as a beloved Mm -hmm. servant of the city of New York and public figure. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. And I'm very sad that, you know, a guy that so many people looked up to 
he might go to jail for this guy. Well, you know, this as, as someone who lived in New York at that time, what a lot of people don't realize is that at, uh, before 9-11, uh, which I live four blocks away from the Trade Center on 9-11, uh, the, Giuliani was not a liked mayor. People didn't like him. Well, some cons- people did because he he cracked like, down on the law and he cleaned up a lot of stuff. Look, but in the but a Times lot of Square didn't. is a completely different oh, completely. thing, and, listen, and he get, wouldn't let people squeegee without your you know he right, cracked down on the squeegee on a ton of stuff. I will tell you this: Manhattan worked. is a much nicer place to visit post Rudy than it was pre. rudy And I agree with that too. And I was one of the people that was like, I'm glad that he's doing this, but a lot of people didn't like it. He cracked down on a lot like of the him. panhandling, and so because the subway seems then, a lot then, safer. You know, obviously his reputation skyrocketed after nine. 11. He should have quit. I, but I tell you what, I was one of the people that was glad that he did the cleanup. I mean, it was really a pretty simple plan. Just put cops everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He, that was the plan. He flooded the streets with the cops, and it worked. There was the stop and frisk, which was probably applied in a pretty racist way. And people hated that. People hated that. That was it, Exactly. So there was some of this that people who, thought was a little too much. As somebody who goes to New York every five years or so, yeah. post-Giuliani, Manhattan, especially around Times Square, and no, they Grand needed to Central. be cleaned up. Everywhere did, was so was much better too. after Giuliani. But there were a lot of people that did not like him going into that. And then, of course, this guy, his reputation changed on a national level. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. <laughs> Brandon, I need your... <laughs> I need your call yes. as the producer of the show. Yeah. I'll just talk like this. Can we talk about bidets in a in a grown up way that No, we can't is, is acceptable? <laughs> Why would well, there's we? ways to, that you can. It's just you gotta be careful. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't and I've seen bidets and I even had a bidet in a house I bought one time, but I don't understand <laughs> He treats it like a ghost. I don't I've understand what one. they would do. I believe they exist. Yeah, no, I believe them. <laughs> I just the the videos that they're showing they don't show somebody actually doing it so what they show is like a like well that a would be pornography version. well <laughs> that would be porn it looks if you like show the, somebody using it it's kind of like those charmin bears in the woods yes they it looks like the water up. that comes up is coming up at about the the pressure of a drinking fountain no not at all it's more than that for sure it well, just, like a spray bottle but c- with consistency okay so a spray bottle yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure that that's like getting things all that clean. It's just making what's there wet. No, it gets it nice and clean. So you have used a bidet. Yes, in China. In China. In China. I was the first headliner at the Shanghai Comedy Club in Shanghai, China. (laughs) Which, if if you want to feel scared, do comedy in China. And uh, they told me they're like, listen, whatever you do, don't make fun of the government. I was like, had no intention to. So. But I used a bidet, and I, I literally came back from China and told my wife, I was like, we need to get a bidet. We need to get the toilet seat that has it built in. So Lisa directed me mm-hmm. to this uh, video that makes an argument for bidets. It also explains the why they didn't take off in the yeah. U.S. I'll get to so, this in a second. But apparently they use them in a lot of other countries, not just Europe, but the Middle East. Sure. Asia. Yep. South America. South America. Yeah. It didn't take off. In the U.S., like it did in some of these other regions. I'll tell you the conspiracy theory, man. Thanks. It's big paper, man. Well, and they, the one of the things they say is that it is much more friendly for the environment. Yes. Than toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, so here's a little more of what they Add say. today. You might describe it as a really low sink next to the toilet. 
its popularity spread from France to all across Europe. So when it squirts, like how how long does the stream last? Like a second, I, well, five seconds? You, I was gonna say, isn't there, there's usually some kind of control Depends that on how long you, you rub it. <laughs> but you, you can control, control how long. Yeah, you yeah. you control how long it's like a clicker. Or yeah, something? like there's some kind of a button or something that you see. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Because you also need the time to align it just right. It might not. You. What actually was amazing to me is how directly on the spot it hit. I was like, how did they know that's where the hole is? And other parts hole of the in world. One. Except for America. Okay, listen to this. They just said it's popular in a lot of places except for America, and then they explain why. Part of the reason is that bidets got a bad reputation. Americans first saw them in World War II in European brothels. So, many associated them with sex work. By the time Arno Cohen tried to introduce them to America in the 1960s, it was too late. He couldn't seem to defeat the stigma, and he quickly discovered that no one really wanted to hear about Tushy Washing 101. In the meantime, <laughs> Japan was taking bidets to the next level. Oh, I guess, like, Japan is, and does it really surprise you that Japan is way out there on the leading of edge course, yeah. of bidet technology? Yeah. Toto, a Japanese company, made some of its bidets electric. So why hasn't America embraced the... Okay, so they're saying it's better because you're not using toilet paper. It seems like from what I'm seeing, you would still need to use some toilet paper because there's going to be a wet situation going so, on down there. So one of the things, so there's a company called Tushy, and Tushy actually has made an attachment for toilets to have a bidet, and they came out with like, a, you can either just air dry, or they have like bamboo toilet paper is another really popular thing. Oh, because it's more, well, what what is... Bamboo is more eco-friendly. It grows very fast. It's like 39 or 36 inches. It grows, and I forgot how long, but, um, and it, it grows really fast, and it's really a sustainable... Yeah, but how does it feel? Tushy is also a series I've of heard, videos on you porn. I've heard it's great. <laughs> One of our old coworkers, she has the, the bamboo. bamboo. Yeah, and she was telling me, she's supposed to give me a roll, and I'm still really upset she hasn't given it to me yet. I think your phone uh, can order some too, though, right? Like you can, yeah, you can just order. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> well, bathrooms in the U.S. aren't really built for bidets. There's no- oh, that's a good point. So the ba- the home I had, there was the toilet seat, and then across yeah. was where. My bathroom's pretty big, which was, was where the bidet was. I have to say this about bidets. Having the separate bidet seems weird. Having the bidet feature on the toilet seat already, that made a lot of sense to me. No space or additional plumbing setup for bidet fixtures. But the biggest reason it hasn't caught on comes down to habit. Most Americans grew up using toilet paper. And many might not even know there's an alternative way to stay clean. But using a bidet actually makes a huge difference. For one... Oh, I can see. Yeah, that would... You'd feel that. Oh, yeah. It's more environmentally friendly. Let me tell you something, bro. It feels good. Only one-eighth of a gallon of water. (laughs) While it takes about... You want to make sure you're sitting down for this. Otherwise, you're just just sprinkling the whole bathroom. Watch out. Wet floor alert. You're going to have to put out one of those sides. Cuidado! Oh. Cuidado. Piso mojado. <laughs> oh, um, I was telling wow, Greg. Wow, a tushy is only $79? Yeah. 
Wait, what? What's a tushy? Is that the is that the, the attachment? Yeah, that's to uh, the attachment, the yeah. toilet seat to attach to your regular toilet. So it comes. Ooh, and the tushy spa is a temperature controlled. Ooh. So the product is a toilet seat <laughs> with this thing attached to it. A nice. Warm, yeah. Warm. So you can you can attach it to your own toilet that you have right now, and then the the spa version is ninety nine. Can I tell you something though? I, I there was a point where I was enjoying it a little too much. There was a point where I was on there going, I think I'm clean, but I'm just going to keep on going. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, this nice. This it nice. is, especially with it's temperature controlled. Oh, that's nice. Hey, here's something without any warning. I just want to bust out on you guys real quick. Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, they did a survey, and they just kind of asked people, do you remember what you got for Christmas this year? Mm-hmm. And the numbers were pretty low. 31% said they couldn't remember one present they got for Christmas. Hmm. 38% of men, 25% of women said they can't remember. Can you remember? I'm thinking right now. I'm trying to think. I can say I this. remember the presents being given out. I can re- remember, I think, what I got for people, but I don't remember what people got for me. Like yeah. nothing. I, I, I honestly, I can't remember. And people did get me yeah. stuff. I got a Troy Aikman jersey. Cool. That was one of the things I got. Brandon, can you recall one gift you got for Christmas? No, I don't think I can. Wow, we're a bunch of ingrates, I think, is what we're learning here. <laughs> Lisa, Either you... that or the people in our lives don't get us anything no, that we can actually... No, I never ask for anything, because I just... Well, yeah, no one... You don't ask. Yeah. You're that's a child. But I don't, nope. I, I don't think I get <laughs> it. Once you're over a... 15, you don't ask for stuff for exactly. Christmas. I'm making again. a list. Well, no, because my, par- no, my parents do. They ask, like, okay, is there anything you need or anything well, you want? Well, my parents do that, too. And no. I just say, no, I'm like, I think maybe I got maybe workout shoes, but... I don't know. That could have been a different Christmas, or that could have I, been just a faulty memory altogether. They bring. I, I, there's been a few Christmases where I get. I'll just be like, "Hey, it's about that time. Probably yeah. just need some new workout shoes." And that's thing. If I'm being real, if I'm being honest, I'm not sure the Aikman jersey was this most recent Christmas. Oh, yeah. It could have been a previous. I, it could Christmas. have been. I know it was Christmas. I'm not sure it was this last one though. I think it was. Not sure. That. That's you know I got a present from my mom and dad. I got a present from my brother and his wife. I got a present from my niece. You know, so I got presents. I remember the I remember the the opening the presents because we did it at the hospital. My dad had been in the hospital mm-hmm. and he couldn't get it. Was like a rehab, right? Center, right. So, so we had to have it there. Yeah. So I, I I remember I remember what we ate. I can remember everything, but I don't remember what what anybody got me. Yeah, I you know, could, probably I mean, some a shirt. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, wow. Now we do feel bad. Yeah. I feel like Joanna. A do you remember what you got? Uh, pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> what did What did I get you? See. Oh my god. We all do a. Oh, I know what you got what, me. What I get Christmas you? Christmas dragon. Oh, I got. Yeah, that's that's right. But that's only because it's in the newsroom still. So <laughs> <laughs> you see it every day. Yeah, I see it every yeah. day. Oh, you got me a catnip. That looks cat. like weed. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Cool. All right. There you go. I remember. What did I? I don't know. I remember what Brandon got me because I use that frequently. I remember Lisa <laughs> got me. Are you talking about the, uh, the suntan? Yeah, yeah, the suntan flask. Oh, nice. I, I do remember Lisa got me. Hold on just a second here. No, hold on. Oh, I had it and nothing. then I forgot I'm it again. Say nothing. Lisa got me right. a puzzle. She got me a Star Wars Yeah, that he still puzzle. hasn't he done yet. Yeah, I usually do puzzles 
with other people like when my mom comes to visit we whatever like to do dude your mom's puzzles. been here several times and you still haven't done the puzzle we have, I think that means you got around a, to that a bad puzzle three no it's no, super cool it's, it's cool. a Star Wars one I love Star Wars I, stuff too the other thing I can say definitely saw, I, I probably got something Star Wars or something Cowboys because I'm pretty easy to buy for that's the, people always get me Star Wars stuff or, or Cowboy stuff so I almost want to start collecting something so I can just tell people oh give you me do. dice yeah, I do collect dice. That's oh, true. So weird. Uh, movies opening today. Let's take a look here, real quick. Gemini Man, the one that stars yeah, Will Smith with Will and Smith the young is, Will yeah, Smith, yeah, yeah. not getting good reviews. They say the CGI and the tech or whatever is really good, but the yeah. but the story is not that great. It looks incredible, though. I mean, it looks it, basically you look at it and you're like, but actors, we we got a few more years left before they just don't need us anymore. Yeah, they do a scan of us and then that's it. We're a digital file and we do voiceovers. That's it. And uh, The Addams Family, which is an animated version yeah. starring Oscar Isaac as Gomez, Charlize Theron as Morticia. Somehow I almost feel like casting Charlize Theron as Morticia is like casting a non-Asian actor to play an Asian part. And I'm not saying Morticia Adams is Asian, but she's definitely not, not blonde. Sh- right. Uh, but it's an animated cartoon. Really, they just voiced it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Nick Kroll is doing it. He's a buddy of mine. I love Nick. Snoop Dogg is Cousin It, which is interesting because Cousin It was the one covered in hair that doesn't say anything, right? I thought Cousin... Oh, I'm thinking of The Hand. What the was hand The Hand was... Thing. Thing. Oh, that's right. That's no, doesn't right. Cousin It go like... Me, me, yeah, me, he me, sounds me, like me, Beaker. Me, 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 me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. It doesn't say here who plays Lurch. Hmm. That's a pretty big role. Anyway. Ha. That's out today. I need to let you know about a couple of other things in addition to uh, the Will Smith movies out today, the Adams Family's mo- out today. Today, streaming on Netflix is the Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. Oh, yeah. So uh, this focuses that. on Aaron Paul's character, Jesse, yeah, uh, attempting to outrun the law. So in the final, I mean, spoiler alert for Breaking Bad, you know, uh, Walt went back and freed <laughs> we had like two Aaron years, Paul, so. but, but uh, he went back and freed Jesse, but Jesse still was involved in some very bad stuff, and the cops are looking for him, so uh, the previews are out. I, I w- want to talk about Joker because mm-hmm. I saw Joker, and I thought it was fantastic, <laughs> and I know that there have been s- split opinions. From a lot of different people. I thought it was amazing. And there are like a thousand uh, theories or explanations for what we saw in Joker. Mm. That to me is a sign of an important movie. As so many people are debating how it's supposed to be taken or what yeah. it's supposed to be. What's the sound you're making? Did you not care for Joker? I liked it. I liked it. It was one of those movies that felt like it was supposed to be incredible. And for me, it was just good. I thought it was incredible. Right. And I thought Joaquin did It Phoenix, looked incredible. I thought Joaquin did an incredible job. I wasn't that, con- I don't know. It never. And I think maybe because so much of it revolved around his desire to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, I'm like, well, this is what comedy does to you. That's what happens. You know, anyone's ever tried to do stand-up has gone through this process. So, I mean, and that was the thing. I even posted a thing that everybody, uh, I said, you know, the message of, I saw Joker. The message is clear. Don't try stand-up. <laughs> So, because it'll drive you crazy. Nico hasn't seen it, but Nico, there's uh, the, the, these, these, this is, I'm not going to say anything that's a spoiler because this is one of the few movies where I wouldn't want to do that because I think you need to see it for oh, yourself. You. So, mm-hmm. 
Uh, but the Joker is Joaquin Phoenix character is this guy named Arthur Fleck. And I draw a lot of parallels between you and Arthur Fleck. <laughs> a lot of different on a lot of different levels. You mean hilarious? Failed comedy career. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. Guys, come Crazy on. Crazy look in his eyes. Listen, you know what the you know what looks kind of like people think he's kind of psycho, but once they get to know him, it's like you realize he has a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that about me? No. I'm <laughs> saying that about Joker and you. I don't think that's. I right. thought Joaquin Phoenix should probably get an Academy Award. He'll at least get nominated. Know, yeah. I don't know if the if he will, but I think he deserves the Academy Award. Can I tell you what, what my did. problem with it was? It wasn't. I don't know what. Yeah, tell me. Okay, because it goes out of its way to humanize what he becomes, right? And they're like, you know, listen, if that happened to you, you know, you might wind up like this too. Okay. And whereas to me, the Joker is a purely evil character. And to me, the real story would have been someone who is simply can't come to terms with the fact they enjoy being evil and eventually give into it. Whereas this is something that's like, oh, it was all this and all that happened. It's okay. Now he's evil. And to me, that is not the story of Joker. Okay, so I, I've got to give you a little backstory. I hate to be that guy. Oh, here we go. No, please this movie guy. borrows heavily on an Alan Moore comic called Batman the Killing Joke. And in that, it right. gives the backstory of Joker. And he was a regular guy, and he had a wife. You don't know how much. One his, bad day. Yeah, he had one. Like, his wife and infant died in a, I think it was a car wreck. If I'm, yeah. Anyway, it was like he had a bad day. Right. And it pushed him over the edge. And, and in Killing Joke, he wants to prove that anybody could be turned into what he is. So it borrows from that. Right. But I, I just think the explanation of, of why the Joker laughs, you know, why he's laughing. I thought laughing, that was pretty that cool. Was pretty I thought cool. that was very, in fact, I thought that was the best, that and the the connection that they tried to make to the Wayne family. Mm-hmm. I thought those were the two best plot twists in the whole thing. Those parts I loved. Uh, there was a... a once again, I'm really trying to be respectful of people who haven't seen the movie yet because I think it's really good. I think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, there's a moment in there where you realize, oh my God, uh, Joker or Arthur Fleck has been uh, a comedian. Well, no, he has, <laughs> he has been an unreliable narrator. So, like the things that he has done and the things that he has thought, it's, it's aren't necessarily true. Aren't necessarily right, true. Right. He he's lives, disconnected. He's from got. Reality. He's disconnected from reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a. And I thought that was a very important part of the story too. But, but again, I thought they just. That was my thing. I was like, what, you know, trying to make it like this could happen to anybody. Anybody could turn out to be Joker, as opposed to this was evil. Sometimes evil, more like the Omen. You know, like the kid was just evil. You know, he just wanted to kill yeah. his, you know, that, that, that was it. And I feel like that's who the Joker was. The Joker was just evil and trying to make him And there's something human. to be said. There's something to be said for, you know, we know all about Batman's motivations. We know right. why Bruce Wayne became Batman. I mean, he's steeped in his own backstory. Right. And up until now, we haven't known that about the Joker. Not, not really. I mean, there have been different variations, but he's just... The opposite of everything Batman is. You know, Batman wears dark colors. Whereas I felt like this made it more like they're too parallel as opposed to perpendicular. I thought, you know, like, oh, bad experience, bad experience. And instead of becoming, you know, a crusader, he becomes a criminal. And so I felt like they made it too parallel. Well, 
That was me. That was my opinion. That's how I feel. So, and I get it how some people are like, it's amazing. It's so funny because I was at Starbucks this morning before I came here and they got into a big discussion behind the counter. The baristas? You know, yeah, the baristas. Because one guy finding who apparently was the big comic book guy at the place, <laughs> they were like, oh, you finally saw it? Wasn't it incredible? Did it blow your mind? And, and, he, and he was like, I have to be honest, it didn't really get me the way it got you guys, but I'm an aficionado and I just don't believe that Joker was like this. And I swear to God, I'm sitting there with my coffee and I'm like, I just want to get into this. Can I just get into this real quick? Right. Can I just jump in. I have this? an opinion. Exactly. Like, I'm with this guy, the aficionado guy, because it didn't really connect okay. for me the same way either. This so. is a sign that a movie is important, that you were coming across people debating it out in public because Lisa did the same thing. I did thing. the same thing at Albertsons and I hadn't even seen it yet because this guy, it's terrible. Da, 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 da. Like, it's a comic book movie. It's definitely not a superhero movie. And I'm like, yeah, but that's kind of the point okay yeah. so this and is because he was saying he's like it didn't make me laugh I'm like mm, <laughs> no. that guy went to the wrong movie it wasn't yeah. funny enough like, well, Joker uh, where are the jokes <laughs> he tried some they weren't good this movie stinks this was the most non-superhero superhero movie that anybody's done it's basically a psychological study of a disturbed loner who's been rejected by society just kind of draped over the framework of the of what you know as the Batman story. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, this is a lot closer to Taxi Driver well, than it is to exactly. any Batman. And they movie. were they are trying to make a dark real movie much like The Dark Knight and stuff like that. So I love that part. I love the gritty reality of it and not, you know, the Joel Schumacher hilarity, you know, like bing bing bong bing bong version. So, I mean, that part of it I loved. Like I said, it was it was very 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 good. But for me, it didn't connect enough. And it could have been I was caught up in the whole stand-up comedy aspect of it. Basically, stand-up comedy created a supervillain. That's, That's essentially what happened. I've seen some people saying, do you think they're going to spin off an entire comic book movie universe based on this movie? And to that, I say, did you see the movie? There's no way that that character is in a regular superhero movie where he's fighting Batman. I mean, the guy is... I mean, he he's not... The only thing dangerous about him is how... Like, okay, without a spoiler, there's a, one point where he does something with a gun. You can tell he's never <laughs> held a gun before, you know? Yeah. The only violence that comes about is because of his... Pathet- and pathetic. He is a pathetic person. You feel sorry for him. The idea of this guy going toe-to-toe with Batman or with anybody, so even like a tough gangster... Based on what you're telling us, what is Nico's uh, ultimate evil character name going to be? Joker is taken. Uh, I'm, so, I'm going to say... According to your trajectory... <laughs> I need only one worse day than this. Uh, <laughs> he, he's going to be called the walkout, and his power is that he gets up in any room and it's he a, can clear the room within five minutes. There yep. you go. No. How about... How about the hairless cat? How about <laughs> the Siamese cat? <laughs> How about bald can't grow a beard guy? Yes. <laughs> How about oh yeah something that's the like groaner. Mr. Clean or smooth move or uh... <laughs> wait is this all after my failed comedy career and this yeah, is completely. the this, this is the villain I'm going to take on exactly okay. that's exactly right the trajectory is set in motion I didn't know if this was what I'm doing tomorrow or something How about did uh, did Nico open for you yesterday? Uh, uh, yes, so yes, you didn't. Did. See yes, it. that's right. Yes, you didn't get to see. Yeah, I did actually. I had to really? think about it Let's for a minute. <laughs> How about the un- unmemorable? The I, also, unmemorable. I also picked him up this morning. I don't know if yeah. you remember that. I do remember that. 
Yeah, that, that was important. You did that really well. Yeah. That so. was <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but he was great on stage last night. He was he was uh, he was adequate. I'm really funny, guys. No, he was very funny. So there's a lot of different aspects of it that I would. You guys chime in on the on the Fache book and tell us what what Nico's uh, supervillain name is going to be. We got to know the Mooch, <laughs> <laughs> that the Sponge. Yeah, yeah, and you could be my uh, my partner in crime. Yeah, I need something to sponge from. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah, the sucker. And and you are the suck. Uh, there you go, the sponge and the sucker. I like it. You're like, like like a duo. All right, I'm seeing a lot of comments here. You oh, might want to stay off our comment page if you don't want spoilers. Oh, like okay. I'm trying to be very very non spoiler, but some of the comments. Can, can I ask a question so about the movie? Everybody uh, I, uh, that I read, all the headlines I read was that it's super violent, very hyper violent. And then I talked to a friend. And he said, "There's nothing it's worse nothing than violent. Nothing worse than kick ass. It's just that it's." Like a realistic, like you see violence and it's not cartoonized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you see. There's like, like emotional impact you, behind you, it. Well, you see, you know, what actually happens when somebody's shot. I mean, it's not graphic or anything, but it's like it, none of it. It is the most anti-comic book, comic book movie you will ever see. And I yeah. thought it was, I thought it was amazing. I think uh, Joaquin Phoenix has just put in a performance that should win an Academy Award and like performance of. Several, a, several yeah, listen, careers. Listen, it's a hell of a performance, and it's a beautifully shot movie, and I love the gritty aspect of it. I love the reality-based aspect. But at the end of the day, I just didn't connect with it, and it could be the stand-up comedy angle <laughs> that I was just like. I spent about an hour each day reading fan theories about the meaning of Joker, and I've been doing that for all the whole week. All right, listen, Greg has got to go, but you can see Greg Wilson in El Paso at the El Paso Comic Strip for two shows tonight. Yes. Two shows tomorrow. Yes. There's a Sunday show as well. Yes. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Buzz. Always great by. to see you. Good to see See you, my friend. Lisa, see you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, I've got my uh, spoiler-free blog that I wrote about the Joker. Actually, it's broken up into two parts. Like, the first part of it, no spoilers, and then I give you a warning, and it's like I had a few other points that I definitely want to talk about that, that do have spoilers, so... If you want to read the whole thing or just the non-spoiler part, uh, that blog is over at buzzadamshow.com, and you can check it out there. They held an informal Rock and Roll Hall of Fame poll of who people would like to see inducted in 2020. Uh, what's the what's the uh, rule? It has to be at least 20 years since your first their debut album. Their debut album. Well, if you can, if you want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you could vote on who you'd like to see inducted, but it's informal. It's not the same as the fan vote that's conducted. They haven't announced the nominees yet, but this is for, you know, who would you like to be see nominated? There have been more than 80,000 votes, and the top choice is Motley Crue. Uh, 3,152 votes for Motley Crue, and they're followed by Blink-182. Uh, Blink-182 has been eligible since last year for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And don't you also feel like maybe there are other bands that need to be inducted before Blink? Yeah, I like, mean, I'm... Like uh, Judas Flippin' Priest? Yeah. yeah. Ju- I'm I'm cool with Molly Crew. I mean, Molly yeah. Crew's been eligible for over a decade now. Iron Maiden uh, came in next, and then it was Dave Matthews' band. 
Share is at number five. Then Sticks. They're followed by Boston and Weezer. The actual 2020 nominees will be announced on Tuesday. So it's a shame, uh, it's an injustice that Judas Priest is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So if if I were, if I only had one vote, it would be for Judas Priest. But uh, out of everybody on this list, yeah, Motley Crue, Boston, you know, sticks for sure. Share. Do you consider? See, nope. it's not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame; <laughs> it's the Pop Music Hall of Fame, and they should just call it that. Yeah. By the way, do you do? You, are you familiar with a band called Striper? They were yeah. like the Christian. 80s metal band and mm-hmm. they wore the spandex and had the big poofy hair and you know I like it, I like it a lot mm-hmm. well the guy from Striper says that his band deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as much as Bon Jovi deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if he means that I agree with him if he means that if he says that meaning Bon Jovi doesn't deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame then I totally agree with the <laughs> guy from Striper on that they found a really weird diamond okay. in a diamond mine in Russia. Hmm. It's a diamond. Was it in the rough? Well, when they found it, it was. It's a diamond that has a smaller diamond inside it. And they say it's the first time Ooh. they've ever found a diamond inside another diamond. It rattles around in inside the bigger diamond. It's got a picture here, uh-huh. Lisa, if you want to take a look at, at the picture. It's Where pretty. was it found? Russia. Shake, shake, shake. Like a Russian nesting doll. Yeah, they call it, they're even referring to it as a bizarre nesting doll diamond found inside another diamond in Russia. Wow. Can, is there a video the, of them shaking it or no? I don't see any video. This is on National Geographic, but it does show uh, like an x-ray, oh, like okay. a cross-cut x-ray. And you can see the diamond has somehow formed and it totally surrounds the smaller diamond that's inside. Oh, here you go. This shows him Ooh. holding it under some Oh, yeah, tweezers. you can see it moving. Yeah, so it definitely, you can imagine, it would probably rattle. You'd probably be able to hear it. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to make it super valuable because they say they've never found a diamond like this before. My question is, are they going to leave it like that or are they going to try and, you know, shape it and clean it and all that and lose some of um, the value? Well, this is un... This is uncut. I think this is what they call uncut. Yeah, so they haven't you know, polished it up and made it shiny and stuff. Right, because when you cut it, that's when you add the different facets to it and yeah. all the different uh, to make it sparkle, essentially. Uh, so if they do that, one, it'll lose some of its. How many carrots is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read that part. Okay. It weighs 0.124 grams, if that means anything to you. Okay. That's. The outer gem, oh, so I guess this is the big diamond. It says the outer gem is about as wide as a grain of rice is long. Wow. So it's pretty small, right? It says here that diamonds frequently act like tiny time capsules, capturing exotic minerals or traces of soupy liquid that birthed them. But the discovery of an itty-bitty diamond rattling around inside a natural case of more diamond has never been observed before. 
Uh, an update. That's super cool. Yesterday, the uh, the Walmart shooter. I'm not going to say alleged shooter. I mean, maybe I'm supposed to, but I'm not going to. No, he did it. We know he did it. So the Walmart shooter from August 3rd appeared in court, entered a plea of not guilty. So that doesn't mean he's saying that they got the wrong guy or that he didn't do it. It's a plea that means you, you're asking the state to present their evidence and go on a trial. The district attorney, Jaime Spars, has already said he's going to go after the, de- the death penalty in this case. So I, I know there was a lot of outrage that this guy would plead not guilty when it's so obvious that he did it, but a, a not guilty plea is not the same thing as he's denying that he did exactly. it. Exactly. So legal I, reasons. our good friend, uh, Justin Underwood, I think put this pretty well um, on online. He said, um, absent extraordinary circumstances, every single person accused of a crime pleads not guilty at arraignment. You can't plead guilty to the death penalty either. There'll be no offer from the state. So kind of saying that, yeah, that's basically what, that's the next step before the, trial essentially but it, it just felt for a lot of people who live in the city it's it's a that's a tough thing to hear and and especially the families of the victims were in the courtroom what what, what, what if a guy who uh, was accused of a murder let's say this guy had gotten up and said i'm guilty is is underwood saying you can't do that like they would ignore you i guess for the death for penalty the, if it's a death penalty case like you couldn't get up and just say i did it no, oh, you know what? I think Justin's coming by next week, so maybe we'll get yeah. him. Yeah. But I was I was reading some of the coverage and it's like Yeah, this is this is standard. This is not the guy trying to plead innocent. It's not the same as saying you're innocent. He pled not guilty, but there's a you know, a lot of difference in between it. You gonna watch that El Camino on uh, Netflix this weekend, Brandon? Planning on it. You caught up on South Park? Um, what you, was the most recent episode? <laughs> was it the uh, Cartman didn't oh, want to get yeah 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 vaccinated. the anti-vaxer one, <laughs> and he squeals funny. like a pig. And the only reason that um, his mom becomes an anti-vaxer is because he just he doesn't like shots. So yeah. he just he he greases himself up like he strips naked, greases himself up, and squeals like a pig. So they create a rodeo for all these children who don't like shots. That was a good episode. How about? American Horror. Are you caught up on that? I have not watched this week's episode, um, but I was caught up with uh, last week's, with that little nice little twist at the end. Last week's was the one that had the twist at the end? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you had um, the guy and the girl get to the motorcycle, and then that's where everything kind of... Was it you that I I was talking about it with, and I said, you know, Princess Leia's daughter, and you didn't know who that was? Yeah, I I didn't. Like, I honestly, I guess I never really paid attention to the fact that Billy Lord there. Um, Yeah, Billy Lord's in, and she's been in a few episodes or a few seasons of American Horror Story. She's she's Carrie Fisher's daughter, and she was in uh, Last Jedi. She is so good in the movie Booksmart. She is hilarious. That's she doesn't play movie. one of the one of the junior high school kids, does she? Aren't they? It's two young girls. That, the The two leads are no, she doesn't. But she she's plays, not one of the two leads. I she thought plays they were another like, student, like young young teenage people. I hear that yeah. movie's very good. It is hilarious. It is such a good movie. They my daughter say it's super was super so, bad for girls. My daughter was so mad. She wanted to go see that in the theater. So uh-huh. her brother took her to she go see it in the theater. They wouldn't let her in because it was rated R, and yeah. her brother was only twenty. <laughs> 
at the time. Aww. How old do you have to be? Is it 21? To take, take a kid. Minor. Yeah, I guess so. To take a kid into. Uh, but she really wanted to see it. It's And it really... ticked her off. And she thought that was a very dumb and unfair policy. How old is she? Well, th- she's turned 13 just in the past week. Well, so. there's one scene in there that's a little risque. I don't know. I took her to see... Joker, was she laughing or she... No. Fine? You could tell she was kind of bored with Joker. Yeah. I mean, No, I took fine. her to see Deadpool. So she was like in in second grade when Deadpool came out. Oh, then she's fine. Let her see it. I it's wasn't great. supposed to do that. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. The Haunted House is open uh, nightly this weekend. Uh, tonight and tomorrow and Sunday, it opens at 7 o'clock. And tonight and Saturday, it stays open till midnight. It is the Carnival Haunted House at 1840 Lee Trevino, Suite 205. That's Lee Trevino and Montwood. It's where Graham's Central Station used to be. So Carnival is brought to you by Western Tech, Las Palmas, Del Sol, the Viva Auto Group, and 95.5 KLAQ. Joanna's been through it on Saturday. I'm going to go through it. Emily's going to videograph Nico going through. Nico's awfully jumpy. I enjoy haunted houses, and I get into them. Like, you know, I let Uh myself get... I, I never I never This under- was really cool because there's so many like really good portraits in it that you want to stop and take a selfie, but you can't because yeah. there's a clown right around the corner. Brandon, what do you think is going on with the sometimes you'll see and it's usually guys and the it's usually, too cool for school. They're man. too cool. They're gonna I'm go through and they're just scared, like bro. They they their thing is I'm gonna act so nonchalant and so bored. It's like I have a great example. Yeah, what, what, are, you, what are you going what, in there what, for? What are, right. I I think they're Trying to impress probably a girl. Yeah, probably trying to impress a lady. Look, I I'm happen, so unscared. I had it happen with a friend when we were at Halloween Horror Nights one time, and he's walking backwards through the house, and he's, I don't get scared. You know, I don't understand why people freak out. And the second he turns around, it was a vampire house, and one of them was standing right there, and mm-hmm. he was nose to nose, and he squealed like yeah. a pig. You guys want to hear something funny? Yeah. So when I went to the haunted house last week, uh, Mario, the promotions guy, is out there. And the whole time he's like, oh, no, I'll go in it. I'll go in it in this next round. I'll go in it in this next round. And he finally gets in the, the line for the the next group that's going in. And then they go in and he's like, oh, I have to fix this sign really quick. And then he took like he 15 minutes. He always had minutes. an excuse to not yeah, go in. Yeah, he took like 15 minutes to fix the sign that I don't know. was there. Are you talking about Mario? Mario. Engineer Mario. Yeah. Mario's been through so many of those. I, I would actually believe that he is totally immune. I well, He didn't want to go through this one because he kept saying, oh, I have to fix maybe this Maybe he's got a fear of clowns. I get scared when I dress up. Like uh, Most years I'll dress up at least one night and go in and be one of the scarers. Uh-huh. I get scared going to find my position and I'm one of the scarers. <laughs> yeah. First, you know? yeah, first time I ever met Buzz, he was dressed up as Sasquatch. That was pretty badass. Con- con- yeah. That was a good costume, wasn't it? Was it was 2012. Where yeah. is that costume, by the way? We needed it the other day. It. it For reasons. So the <laughs> the entire face was all prosthetics. So that's not that's a single use costume. Once the prosthetics are done, it's uh, all okay. you know gooky and. I guess I could have saved it. Probably, I I just threw it away. And the I think the suit, which was like a Sasquatch suit, uh-huh. was on loan. So I took it yeah, back not, to the It wasn't the one living. that we have. You know that white one, like the, the Yeti costume that we have? It wasn't that one he was in. Yeah, so I met Brandon, and we had a conversation 
and then I didn't see him again for a year or so. All he knew was that I was underneath the the Bigfoot costume, right, Brandon? Yep. Brandon was just in town to visit Kevin. Yep. We haven't mentioned it yet, but we do have a, a Monday Mount Rushmore, and it's going to be the Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedians. So uh, if you've got any input, you can leave a message on the neckline. That's 844-805-NECK. I'm going to go ahead and say in the minutes that we have remaining, like five, ten minutes, if you want to put it on Facebook, you can do that. So who would you throw out there as your Washington you know, Ooh. like the first guy. I I'm gonna throw out Eddie Murphy because I, I was thinking. Although a lot of his thing. comedy has not aged all that well, especially some of the the like the gay bashing, he was just so influ- influential on comedians that came out of the 80s and 90s and even 2000s. George Carlin. Yeah, I think there's definitely a case. I'm not saying he's my Washington, but I think there is a, a strong case to be made for George Carlin. A lot of people are going to say Richard Pryor because Eddie Murphy was influenced by Richard Pryor. I, I don't. I'm not as big a fan of Richard Pryor, but I realize how influential he was. Like I, when I was uh, when I was kid, I'm now I'm embarrassed to to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor was too dirty for me to listen to. I love Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. I loved Bill Cosby's stand-up, and I would listen, like I memorized his routines and stuff. Now, it's 2019, mm-hmm. who looks like the bad guy now? Between Bill Cosby and yeah. Richard yeah. Pryor. Me and my brother had this cassette of Eddie Murphy Delirious mm-hmm. that we hid like drugs. <laughs> like it was uh, like it was it's weed because man. if we if our mom had found it there would have been some serious butt whoopings there would have been hecked pay oh our heinies would have been in trouble that's for sure but we would listen to it and just laugh and laugh is that laugh. the one with we the fart even... game when he's talking about it's the fart game and then he's uh, taking a bath mm. with his brother Charlie he's like you could smell it you see the bubbles you could smell it now delirious for is the one. Where he's doing the impersonation of all the old TV show characters if they were gay, like the honeymooners. You don't remember that? He he did his impersonation of no, I do. Fred and uh, Fred Mertz and Ricky Ricardo if they were gay. There were a lot of jokes in there I didn't get. Like, he'd refer to people from the civil rights movement like Angela Davis. I had no idea who he was talking about. So, Eddie Murphy's by George Washington. Okay. Anybody else want to throw a name out there? I I would go, I think, just because I grew up knowing about him and watching a lot of his specials, uh, Bob Hope. I don't know that I would call Bob Hope a stand-up comedian. Yes, he did. He did a lot of stand-up He's just known more for his film and things like that. But no, he was a stand-up comedian. And especially think of all he did for the troops, too. How many specials he did overseas, performing stand-up comedy for yeah. all of during the wars. and I guess, but his role was more of an MC than a stand-up comedian. I mean, yes, he would tell jokes, but it was definitely more of, hey, here's Bob Hope, and I'm going to introduce, you know, Betty Grable for you soldiers. Brandon, what do you think? Uh, who would I put in there? Because I, I, I immediately went to Eddie Murphy 
when you did, would you think about putting more contemporaries? You could, maybe Dave Chappelle? I think he was asking you what you think about Bob Hope. Oh, I, thought, <laughs> I, thought, like, I no. was asking you what you think about Bob Hope. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, he I, didn't I work clubs. It. Like when his thing, he did specials on TV. He did his he USO shows for sure, but he was Academy not Academy cl- Awards twenty times. Cl- yes, yes, he was definitely an MC. I'm just not sure that I'd call him a stand-up comedian. Mm. What I else? Mean, he, I won't he, be here. He, I mean, he did it, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> okay. But I would say, like, would you want to put a guy like Dave Chappelle on there? Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld is definitely going to be in the running. I mean, Seinfeld was kind of like the epitome of a stand to the point where, do you remember there was a skit on Saturday Night Live where it was stand-up, and J- Jerry was the guest host that week, and it was all the stand-up comedians on a game show, and it was basically Adam Sandler and Rob and some of the other guys doing S- Sandler impersonation. So a lot of people think Jerry San- Jerry. Uh, Seinfeld said, what's the deal? You know, he never said that in any of his stand-up, but it was from that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was very, very, very influential. I think well, a lot of people are going to say, um, oh, what was the guy's name? Lenny, Lenny Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, a lot of people are going to say Lenny Bruce because he, you know, got uh, charged. Like, I think he might have gone to jail for being so raunchy. The thing is, I've looked up Lenny Bruce stand-up, and it's hard to find because he didn't do a lot of it. Like, he was... He he didn't get booked on TV a lot. You could find something from a Steve Allen show. You just can't find a lot of, of, of Lenny Bruce's stand-up. The stuff that you do see is the stuff that was okay to do on television in the 50s and 60s. And it's... I don't know. It seems super dated... It seems really lame by today's standards. But then again, it was Lenny Bruce doing what he could to get on the Steve Allen show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, well, you can go ahead and you can let us know via the neckline, which is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. All right, we got just a minute. Everybody want to uh, share what your plans are for the weekend? I'm going to be climbing that mountain. What? Peace out. I'm Which gone. mountain? Uh, Cristo Rey. That mountain. What floor? Church something. Yeah, but they usually... Do, I know they do it for church stuff, but it's usually around Easter. Well, I guess we're doing it tomorrow. You don't know what it is, it's though? It's one of those cataclysm things. <laughs> cataclysm. Guys, are we doing that thing tomorrow night? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, and we are going okay. to the cemetery tomorrow. I forgot. Okay, cool. For a ghost tour? Yeah. So what's the deal? They just tell ghost stories or are they supposed to have some equipment? Like it's supposed to be scientific or whatever. I don't know. We're going to find out. It's going to be fun. I've never been on one. All right. <laughs> Lisa, what are you doing this weekend? I'm leaving you. I won't Where be back going? for... Lisa's going to Ecuador. I'm gone for two weeks, basically. What is the uh, political upheaval situation in Ecuador? Have you checked <laughs> on checked. that today? Because it does change hour do by hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just going to wing it. Is the airport in Quito still closed down because of protest? <laughs> Lord knows. Have I a don't good know. time. See you in a few weeks, hopefully. What if Lisa got to Ecuador but couldn't get back from Ecuador? You're going to just see me. I'm part of the revolution. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Have a great weekend. All of us minus Lisa will be back Monday, and we'll talk to you then. So long. Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Ruman Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing. You. 
and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Ruman Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4LAW your first call after an accident. Chuck Ruman, the people's injury lawyer.